Hello, 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 everybody, and welcome hey, to episode 12. Twelve. Let's talk film, bitches. That is quite some number. It. Twelve. I, I was going to say twelve is half of my favorite number, but it's not because my favorite number is twenty-two. But that's obviously <laughs> not half of twelve. I have a while to go yet. I was gonna, I was gonna say something else, but I need to save that until episode fourteen because I have a very complicated relationship with the number fourteen. Oh, okay. A really complicated so, relationship. Your mind's going to be blown. Just. Oh my god. Okay. Well. Maybe we'll just record like, Let's Talk Film, which is episode 14 now, then. Yippee! Yippee! So, today is a very special bumper episode of Let's Talk Film, which is because it is the final episode that we're going to be recording while Neva's still in Scotland. Yippee! I've never felt as stressed as I have right now. Yippee! I know. But in, in some good news, I did get my visa, and it's good to go. Yay! So Congratulations. There is nothing that is stopping me from going to Paris now. Because if the visa, and with with the visa, it was funny because like they don't tell you if your visa has been accepted or not when when they tell you to go pick it up. So like you have to send your passport away, and kidding? it's like it has like now my passport has a page in it with like a visa page. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I sent it away, like when they told me to come pick it up, there was no like yes, it's been approved or no, it hasn't been approved. So I had to wait until the moment I opened the envelope to see if my passport Are had you the visa in it. Fucking kidding me! Um, and it did. So yippee! But two security guards. What a fucking guards. stressful last. Oh, you're telling me! You're telling yeah. me! You're telling me! Um, <laughs> I the two bodyguards there had a fight over me though when I was at the the center because because you're so goddamn hot. Obviously, um, because I was I was I was just there, you know, doing my doing my visa stuff, and. Mm. Um, when you go in, like it's this like block of offices that you have to go in, and I was yep. I was sitting there, so I was like, oh, I'm here to collect my passport, and um, one security guard came up to me and was like, hey, and asked, I thought he said, do you have a boyfriend to start with, and I was like, I don't think he did. I Bold think of he you said, to assume. I, th- I think he said, do you have an appointment, which was probably sure. And I says, oh, oh, I'm just here to get my passport, and I sh- you have to show him a text, and like because it's so like. Like you can't have your phone on during the visa appointment. Like it's really strict, and you have to have like a yeah. you have to get like a security check and stuff. So he checked that, and then he sat me down. And this was a bit strange because normally when you're there to collect your passport, you just go up the stairs. But then this other bodyguard mm-hmm. came down the stairs and was like, "Hey, you just need to collect your passport." And I knew him from my my appointment, and right. I was like, "Yeah," and he was he was being really nice. And then this other security guard that I saw to start with came back and was like, "What are you doing? Where are you going?" And I was like, "He told me to go, to go up the stairs Oops. with him." And the bodyguard was like, yeah, she, <laughs> she just collecting for her passport. And this other bodyguard, like the first guy, started screaming and was like, I told her to stay here. I told her to stay here. Oh, my God. And I was like, what? And and he was like, this job is too stressful. This job. And I was like, boy, all you had to do was check my ID. Like, you didn't have to. Idiot. I was like, and yeah, so they started chat- chatting to each other. And this other bodyguard, who's like really nice, he's like a kind of gentle giant guy. Was like he took me up the stairs. He was like, "Oh, I'm so sorry about that." I was like, "It's okay, it's fine, it's fine." But I was like, "That's so unprofessional." Like, um, like excuse me. Like he's one of them, or both of them are going to get a, like telling off because that was it was so unprofessional. Um, but I got my visa, so you know. But you got your visa. I got my visa. Uh, all's well that ends well. Absolutely. So I don't have to. Um, yes. I don't have to think about anything and else, which is yes. you know, which is good. 
them. Yes. And with your visa in tow, shall we crack on into the episode? Yes, let's do it. I feel like we probably should have said already, let's roll the track. But Yeah, let's roll it. Let's roll it now. We're five minutes in. Let's roll it. <laughs> Here it comes. Let's talk. Go. Bitches. Oh my god. <laughs> what? How did you say that? I don't know what to say. <laughs> With Neve and Anna. Now I have a song I'm gonna sing. I said I was gonna sing it. Cinderella. You're as lovely as your name. Your name. Cinderella. Cinderella. You know, when when we recorded the episode last week, I well it wasn't even us like well last week. It was like um, mere four days ago. <laughs> Um, but when we recorded the last episode, I had that song stuck in my head that I kept, like, in bed, I kept pissing off Millie, so I kept going, Oh, really? Yeah, like, in a really oh low God. voice. Oh, my God. So, yeah. Wow. She was not best pleased, and she has that song stuck in But you in have an well. opera voice, though. Cinderella. She should have been paying for first-class tickets to your, to your Obviously. performance. Obviously. It's always a song that people forget about. But before we get into our picks of the week, yeah. shall we go over our scene shovel topic? Yes, let's do it. So our scene shuffle topic this week is our favourite actor slash actress, which is very interesting because, again, very hard decision to make, but I feel like I have one in my mind that I'm going to stick with. And I feel like I also know what yours is going to be as well. Okay. Is it little Miss Florence Pugh? She's she's in there, yeah, definitely. She's. I honestly couldn't pick. Like when I When I thought about this topic, I was like, I have more least favorite actresses and actress actors than favorites, like. Yeah. But Florence Pugh is definitely she's definitely hot, um. So I like her. I feel like you're just basing the actors and actresses of a hotness um, level. Definitely, but I do obviously I do like Andrew Garfield. I think he did a really good job in Spider Man, but I also think he did a great job in. Um, tick tick boom. In tick tick boom as well, I thought he and I think he should be given credit for that. Um, mm-hmm, which you know he's been forgotten about and, and he doesn't really get that credit but really I mean Kirsten Dunst came to mind as well because obviously she's Marie Antoinette yeah. um, but there's no one else that I'm like oh my god I can't think of anyone that I'm like I mean apart from Elizabeth Olsen but she, like she's like oh my goodness. I th- wait I think I know who yours is going to be then who? Catherine Hahn yeah you got yeah, it yeah I got spot it spot on easy. easy loved her I love. I need to give you Bad Moms as a pick of the week. I swear to God, because she's is in Bad Moms. Is that a series she's the though? Best. It's a film. Oh, it is a film. It's oh, two it's films. Because there's Bad Moms and then there's a Bad Moms Christmas, which is extra spicy. Ooh. Oh. <laughs> um, um. Yeah, I knew. Yeah. I knew that that's who yours was going to be, but like, like I, didn't even I don't think even like Elizabeth Olsen. I'm not going to lie. I mean, I think she did a really good job in, like, to oh, be honest, she's probably, she's probably the, like, oh, did you see she's going to be in something new, by the way? It's something like, where she's like, do you want to have an affair with this guy? Oh, I, I she's She's in something new and, like, everyone's saying she's taken on the, like, mad woman trope, like, as an actress, she's taken on all oh. these, like, mad woman things. But she was really good in, she was, like, the only good part of Multiverse of Madness, not going to lie. Um... I thought sure. like her acting was like her her yeah like 
you know, she her, her, you know, her character wasn't written the best, but she definitely like did what she was told, which is I the think delivery what, of the lines really sold them for me. Yeah, definitely. I don't think I don't think um yeah, but I can't I honestly can't think of anyone anyone else. But you know who I hate on the screen? Because I've seen her so many fucking times. Maya Rudolph. Literally. I can't stand Maya Rudolph. <laughs> like, why are you there all the time? Yeah. You know, I just I just don't like you. But, I mean, the only other people that come to mind are the people that you, like, are recurring characters on, like, sitcoms. Like, Brooklyn Nine-Nine. That's stuff, true. That are always, like, in different ones. And then you're like, oh my god, it's him. Um, yeah. But I, I guess, really like with, like, um, the sitcom, they, like, they make a big impact on you, like... Yeah. It's easier. It's easier for them to, like, to set themselves in your brain because they're on the screen for so much of the time. True, because that their screen time is way longer over yeah. what eight seasons than it is over two like and a half hour hours. And a half movie. So, yeah. um, yeah. But I think, like, regarding TV shows and stuff, like, uh, I think the my favorite cast is definitely the cast from um, Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. I know you haven't seen that. Oh, I do love uh, um, the, the actress who plays Jacqueline. She's Yeah, well, I didn't know if you know who she was, but she is... She's great. She's really good. What's her name again? Jane Krakowski, is Jane, it? Jane Krakowski, that's Yeah, I really, I really like her. Um, but, yeah, and Tit- Titus Burgess in that is really good. Um, yeah, but that that cast is probably like one of my favorites. Um, and I think yeah. when you're thinking about actor and actress, you have to think about their impact, like as a person as well, like like totally. you know and who they are as a person. Because I I personally don't want to like and support someone who is like you know not a good person. Yeah, of course. So, That's why I really like Elliot Page as an actor. Yeah, because I think he's really good. They, they are so amazing. Like he is just, he does an incredible job in the Umbrella Academy, and as we saw in Juno, a f- like a few weeks back, he was just good. Like he's he's a seasoned actor. Oh, definitely, and I think like it's a, it's a feat for him as well because obviously he's been, like, placed and cast in all these female roles, um, before he came out, and obviously that that's like an internal struggle, um, yeah. in yourself to like portray femininity on the screen and like some of these you know but you know who else I like Selena Gomez (laughs) Selena Gomez oh my god I know you weren't a Disney Channel kid but I love Selena Gomez on the screen yeah Um, I haven't seen Selena Gomez in I haven't seen her in many things I can't remember what I've seen her in I was just thinking I don't know why Elliot Page made me think of Monte Carlo the film I don't know if you've seen Monte Carlo it's like a kind of like ditzy like like um like maybe 12 year old girl film um but and that's got selena gomez in it but and she was in the muppets what are you not crediting her work in the muppets of course obviously she in the muppets she was one of the telephone people yeah yes of course and And she comes up oh yeah i'm going for this gig and like yeah he's trying to flirt with her I don't know I don't if Kermit think flirts so. with her. I don't think Kermit like, flirts with her. Oh, you're a very, you're a very nice, nice person. Or something. But guess what? I finally got Millie to watch the Muppets. What did she think? We watched it two nights ago. She was like, "Oh, it's better than I thought it was going to be." And I was like, "Yeah, of course it is." You know, I have a very unpopular opinion when it comes to the Muppets. What? I am, I am not a big fan of Amy Adams. 
I'm sorry. Okay. I she totally is not like she needs to be top of my list because I love Amy Adams. I think I she's just... really good. And have you seen Enchanted? No. <laughs> well, you're you're going to. Oh shit. <laughs> Because she is, um, she's amazing. She's so good, and um, she like I always really liked her. Yeah. See, I she's in Zack Snyder's DC films as Lois Lane, and she didn't she didn't um, shine in that role. Like, um, but I I mean I haven't seen those maybe. films. But like, is is she given a chance to shine? Like, is she given like? Oh yeah, totally. Like, oh she really? really is. She's given the best Lois Lane arc of all the DC films, I think. Oh, okay. Oh, well, that makes sense. Um, and I, it just doesn't mesh well with me, in my opinion. And in The Muppets, I also thought she was a bit <clears throat> weak. Slightly. Okay, this is maybe. the end of Let's Talk Film Bitches Forever, because this Amy is the season is finale. the one that I won't budge on. She is, she is yeah. really good. And I know, because you've told me that Amy Adams is great in The Muppets, but I just don't see it. Well, what are you going to say next? That Kermit's not the best Muppet? Oh, I know. That Walter's not a good whistler? Have any anybody who follows Walter on Instagram knows that he is a saint? Oh my God! Anna and I found this account on Instagram. What is it called? Walter it's a, official Walter Walter something. Let me see. Got, um. Yeah, but he put every picture he's in. He's like got this wide-eyed like mouth smile it's oh my god i can't find so amazing. him hang on I, he's he, i'm definitely following him is it not little walter con is that it little walter con that's yeah it. that's it so if you follow yeah. little walter con um he's got 10.5 thousand followers and he's it's just a, a walter muppet from the muppets and he's going around and doing things and it's it's hilarious yeah. it just brightens your day whenever you see it's him it's really just, cute exactly it's, a, it's amazing and i i will never stop following him because i think he's amazing yeah, literally. I also really like Ryan Reynolds. I'm just seeing him on my poster. Do you not like Ryan Reynolds? Are you not a Ryan Reynolds? Fan? I think he's. I think he's over. Uh, what's that over? Overrated. Yeah, I think he's overrated. I I don't okay. think he's. I don't think. Like I saw him in Free Guy, which is your poster. I know you got that Free Guy poster yeah. there. And I thought he was, I don't, like, I think he just plays the same character all the time. Which is, like, what actors, like, a lot of actors do fall into that. Like, Mm -hmm. they fall into just playing the same actor. Like, Elizabeth Olsen, I think, is destined to, you know, I think she's destined to play the same character for the rest of her life after Wanda. um, We'll see. Unfortunately. But it's not necessarily a bad thing if you can, like, put a spin on it. Like, in, in case of, in terms of comedy, it's really, like, it becomes very one note and very like, oh, he's doing this again. Yeah. But in drama, like, I'm interested to see what kind of character Elizabeth Olsen's going to play in the future because with a Mad Woman, you can be like comedic, you can be very dramatic, very like horrific with it. But like, I think, it's a very broad, broad uh, character. I think that know? people still take you less seriously if you play the same character over and over because, like, well, compare. Elizabeth Maybe. Olsen to Florence Pugh. I mean, Florence Pugh has had a plethora of different roles, as yeah. we've seen in, like, obviously she's in Midsummer and she's in Little Women. 
And like, Black Widow. And Black Widow. She's had like so many. She's had like a lot of different roles, and she's in that one film I want to watch, like about a wrestler. Um, and she's also in Don't Worry, Darling. That's coming out next yeah, month. she's cut. She's in that, and I think that, like. I think sometimes if you play the same actor, if you play the same character over and over, you get you're you're not given much credit after your first yeah. film. You know, if you play it really well in the first not, film, it's like oh, she's just doing this character again. It's like there's not. Yeah, but I think we have to realize as an audience that it's not the actors who decide what characters play on screen. It's no, the not at all, not at all, and that's why. So, like, for all we know, that Elizabeth Olsen, Ryan Reynolds could be like trying to get these different parts and just not succeeding because exactly. they also have to make a living. Yeah, and, and that's the only films they're going to be starred in, then, of course, they're going to be destined to play the same character over and over again. Yeah, well, that's that's completely true because it's not them who decides what they play. It's their agents that get the casting exactly. calls and that um, mm-hmm. decide which one they're going to play. I mean, they, they hardly have any say in it um, yeah. at all, which is, is sad. And obviously, whoever is behind Florence Pugh is scoring the bloody goals. Yeah, exactly. I was actually going to speak about "Don't Worry, Worry, Darling" because have you seen the the clip that's come out of Harry Styles like speaking in it? No, I've only seen the trailer in the cinema. Okay, I think we should. Um, I think we should have you watch it and then come back and react to it. I'm going to send okay. you. I'm going to send you it right now. Right, I'm going to send you it now, and he. Everyone is like, oh my god, he's going to be awful because his, he just is not good at, like, it's not good acting at all. Okay, so I just watched the clip and it's not as bad as I thought it was going to be. When you said that it was awful, I was like, going to be like, his practically accent reading. is like, like, oh, his accent's terrible. Well, no, but that's what I mean. Like, yeah. Like, I mean, he... I know, but I've seen The Walking Dead and in the first two seasons of The Walking Dead, Rick Grimes, played by Andrew Lincoln, has the worst like southern accent southern american accent in oh the world I mean, and it was still millie, watchable millie um millie doesn't think it's as bad as i do because she knows he's from like he's that's his she she makes the claim that that's his actual accent but no one that has come to fame and has gone to america and has been around america they have these they have this really weird yeah. accent and then they come back to to play an english character and then it's like but the way he's saying things feels so forced. And I'm sorry, but you put him... I think he's going to be really... People are going to be like, oh, wait, he's not actually that good when he's um, opposite Florence Pugh. Let's oh, be honest. But Florence Pugh is the main character, so and he's the side character. So, like, obviously yeah, the limelight's going to be on Florence Pugh to shine rather than Harry Styles. Like, he's more there for, like, a like a star-shining, like, oh, my God, we have Harry Styles in this film. You need to come and see it kind of thing. But even still, I think that like that's his gateway into bigger films, no? And then people will be. I like, mean, he was already in Eternals. Yeah, but as a post-credit, so, like he hasn't been actually. I mean, he hasn't actually yeah. like 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 had his standout role. People don't like this is his. Well, apart from Dunkirk, which I haven't seen Dunkirk, I can't make a Me judgment. Either. But like, I think this like him doing these little like even if they are side characters and stuff, he's going to want to do bigger films and, or I don't know, but yeah. I, I think he's going to be out, um, shown by Miss Pugh, which is obvious, you know, cause Maybe. she's we'll amazing. I, I'm really excited to see that film. I have, I really 
like it's probably one of my most like anticipated watches of of um September releases. And see, this cinema. is one other thing that I don't understand about this film is that the director, Olivia Wilde, is literally going out with Harry Styles. Yeah, of course. And um someone who was it that was fired? by her for I don't know someone was recently fired because of had to like to make room for Harry Styles um I don't know what if there's I don't know I don't know I'm gonna judge the film based on the film that's what I like to do like because that seems just personal that's just too personal for me like if it's some type of racist thing or like transphobic anti like hate crime thing like Obviously, that will affect my opinion, but when it comes to like, yeah, because it's think Olivia it... Wilde's film, and if Olivia Wilde thinks Harry Styles suited for the role, I'll believe her until I see the film. Yeah, um, I think I I just like to look at film with like a kind of like I think that it says something about like our world in like terms of like how you know what they want to say about about what's going on and oftentimes if if you know i don't know but i think there's just some i think there was or there was some controversy going on about olivia wilde and harry Styles. i don't know um but i think when it comes to when it comes to those issues like like um you know racism and and hate crime and things like that i'm like if there's any hint of that in any film that's why i didn't see what crawdad sing that's why i didn't see that because i was like i'm not gonna i'm not gonna do that and that's why i didn't want to like do an episode on it because i just like i think that that the films that you consume and the films that like you promote and watch like that has like a like it says something about you know like what your what your ethics are do you know what i mean i guess but like I went to see where the crawdads thing, and I wouldn't say that I'm like. No, I, I'm not saying. I'm not with, no, I'm and, not saying and that. In the crawdads, it's painted in a very bad like. In the crawdads, the actual film that people are exposing themselves to, because we have to remember that, well, we have to show light on the problems that has behind, like the camera with all mm-hmm. the production stuff. Most people will not know that like you know you can throw a rock in a cinema and probably like a handful of people will know what has gone wrong with a film or like the backstory of what this film means in another context so yeah i think it's but i think it's like part like part of cinema nowadays is like educating yourself on how films are made and like the the like whole ethical side of it i mean just look at like how popular Harvey Weinstein still is and no one's taken light to that the Weinstein documentary on Netflix no like you know the the, the scandal that like you know he's a terrible person and... no his... what's his face you know the the film guy um let's see but I was just saying as... Yeah. As Harvey Weinstein is an American former film producer and convicted se- sex offender. Oh, okay. um, And yeah. some, peop- some people 
in the film industry still support him. And That's wrong. I think that if, you know, like, if you're looking, you, you know, you, you, I mean, I'm not going to go see a film that, that he's involved in. No. You know what I mean? And there's plenty of films that I've seen in the past that are like, that, you know, have had people involved with them that I don't like. Um, but that's why I'm so conscious about what I see now, because I want to, like, I, I don't want to, um, you know, and I don't want to be someone that's like, you know, oh, I'm not going to see this because this person kicked over a child when they were three or whatever in nursery. You know, I'm not, I'm not going to yeah. be like that. But I just, I just want to be aware of, of whose work I'm supporting and whose work I'm viewing and want to make sure that, like, you know, that's not, that's not me saying, like, oh, my God, don't go see, don't go see Crawdads. I just didn't want to go see it because I was aware of that. But if you're not, you know, I'm, I know you weren't aware of it when you went to see it because I was the one that told you about it, about all the, the racial implications that um, yeah, but the author of the that book had. at the same time... The author was not involved in the film at all. It was a yeah, yeah. It no, was that's... a um, interpretation of her book, and in the film, um, spoiler alerts for Crawdads because I know you're not going to see it. Um, the the main character is um, abused by her parents. Yeah, and she also has goes a very abusive relationship. Um. And it's all painted like she did it, like she called for it, because the whole thing is like a murder mystery of who killed this person. And it turns out that this person that died attacked her in her Mm -hmm. own home. And I I don't know, because I don't know the full story with this author, but, um, you know... I didn't see anything wrong with it on screen. Like, I didn't see anything wrong with yeah. the fact that this person got attacked and she got justice for it because it turns out that she actually killed the guy. <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah. I just, I like, I. Like, I know you're saying the author wasn't involved. Like, J.K. Rowling is infamously transphobic and she wrote the script for The Secrets of Dumbledore. Like, yeah. I would never see that film because no, she exactly. was in, yeah. di- directly involved in that production. No, that's exactly that's that's exactly what I mean. Like, that is exactly where I'm coming from. Like, I would never try and associate, like, because you, you're, you're aware of that. And most people are aware of that. But I think what we need to do is, like, stop people from being so oblivious and, like, realise that film is an industry where a lot of shitty things and horrible things do happen. Yeah. And... Um, we can't just sit back and go, oh well, I don't know about it, so it doesn't matter. You know, I think that I think that people need to go and 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 actually, you know, educate themselves about the process of making a film and the industry behind it because the film industry's yeah. fucked up. Full stop. Period. Period. Yeah. So I agree. I don't know how we got on from from actor to from favorite to that, actor but, oh, well. to how corrupt the films the film industry is. Um, but it is, and that's why it's so important that like people with points of view, like trans people, like myself, uh, people of color, step forward who want to be in film the film industry, like yeah. have a chance to 
tell their story because they are just as, if not more privileged, or like more, they're just as, if not more, what the fuck is that word? What are you just trying as, to say? just as, if not more, like they have the right. Aware of the issues? No. Or, uh... Like... They're just as, if not more, entitled to yeah. making their films than, oh, other, yeah. than other people who have done shady shit behind the camera or behind the scenes. Yeah. Like Jordan Lee, for example, who directed yeah. Nope and oh, Death yeah. Out. He's a, great, he's a great director and he deserves to have his films reach world world oh, audiences. Oh, absolutely. You know? And, you know, that's, 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 where come, that's where I come in with, like, support new directors support um directors yes. that are minorities you know exactly. don't support don't go low and budget see films bloody top gun for the billionth time you know just just yeah. have some just have some like mm-hmm. because compassion. it's it's for me the films that have had low budgets have had new directors are the ones that have had the most impact to me because i don't know what i'm getting out of the experience so yeah, absolutely. If you get a chance, um, try and look out for directors who haven't had their big chance to shine yet, because it'll yeah, be worth just it. Be aware of what's going on behind the screen, and exactly. Yeah. And I just want to say okay. before we move on to pick of the week, that <laughs> this is exactly what Scene Shuffle is for: is to like start a conversation about something. Yeah, that you know, can we lead pick on to we pick else. one thing and then we just we move on and yeah. you know it's it's not it's about, you know, and Anna and I might sound like we're fighting with each other here, but we are genuinely It's just not. a debate. We're we're having yeah. a discussion about things and um because, you know we're you know we're we have different opinions and we're not always gonna think the same way. And that's what makes no. it interesting for you guys to listen to. So Yeah you're welcome. So enjoy it, bitches. Yeah. Let us know your favourite actor slash actress and let us know how corrupt <laughs> you think the film industry is from a one to ten yeah let us know you can email us and uh, message us at yes. LTFB podcast on Instagram slide on into our yes slide on into our DMs we are waiting for you and you can email us at um, LTFB podcast at gmail.com woohoo yes. okay let's move on to our Pick of the week. Picks of the week. So I had Surrender... Surrenderella? Cinderella. You had Love, Simon. Cinderella. Cinderella. You're as lovely as your name, Cinderella. So I watched this the night after... The night we finished recording and Let's Talk Little Women. it's not very long, is it? No, it's like... It's less than an hour and 20 minutes long. Yeah, it's not And... Um... I enjoyed it. I wouldn't say it's my favorite Disney classic of them all. What is I your would favorite? say 101 Dalmatians still. Like that one is yeah. just... Yeah, uh-huh. It's really yeah. good. Um, but this I definitely... Has, like, emotional significance for me, so that's why I like it. Like Yeah, of course. Like you grew up with this film and I didn't, so of course yeah, we're going to uh-huh. look at it with different eyes. Um, but I can definitely see where all like the classic tropes have come from, like this once upon a time there was a princess you know yeah it's beautiful as lovely as her name you know and then like prince it doesn't but i have to say prince charming looks like the most generic straight man yeah in the world yeah and and cinderella is beautiful which is also generic 
Yeah. It's literally like blonde hair, blue eyes. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's a, it's you know, it was originally a story first. You know, it was a. Um, yeah. Was it like from the Grimm brothers? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I think so. Um, I always remember that part in the Big Bang Theory where they're talking about Cinderella in the limo and Raji's girlfriend Emily is like, "Oh, I love the part where they cut like they yeah. take their own feet to spend the glass slipper." And part yeah. of it's like, "I like Bifty Bopty Boo." Yeah, and then when yeah. that episode when um, the girls go to Disneyland, oh my and god, and they all want yeah. to be Cinderella. Oh, that is know, hilarious. I, this is a this is a bit off topic, but um, I was on Facebook and I'm part of because I love Big Bang Theory so much. I'm part of a Big Bang Theory fan page, mm-hmm. and this guy had put a picture of he he'd cut out the Big Bang Theory like letters in a huge and put them on his wall and you know like the Neutron like logo that they have yeah. he put that on his wall and there were like um like points like sig- on it yeah and he'd put like their their face masks and everyone was there but Amy what and he'd like he just didn't have her face mask yet that's what he said he, he said oh he right okay and everyone in the comments was like where's amy would have liked to see amy on this where's <laughs> amy and he replied to every single comment like i'm oh getting her getting... and i felt so bad for this guy because he was obviously just wanting to share his love of big bang theory and i was like where is amy oh. <laughs> um yeah yeah cinderella has a really big significance for me as i said i dressed up as cinderella for my fifth birthday party um i had a cinderella dress um and i just i just really like it we had it on vhs tape so um you know and and that i don't think we had many other films on tape um or that's the only one that i can remember like putting in the like i can see Mm -hmm. it in my brain like pushing it through the slot and stuff um so yeah yeah. Um, so don't rip it to shreds too much. I won't rip it to shreds. Like it's <laughs> it's it is a good film. Uh, my first of the big three are the animals. They're so cute. Yeah, and they're so like Jack the Jack. way the mice the the way the mice speak like Gus and is it Jack Jack? Yeah, is the other mice. Yeah, Jack, Gus and Jack Jack speak. They're so like oh my god, Cinderella's or Cinderella's in yeah. trouble. Like it's so Cinderella. cute, it's so adorable. Cinderella. Um, I also love. <laughs> I also love the cat as uh, Luc- Lucifer or Lucifer. Lucifer, yeah, Lucifer. Yeah, he's good. Cute. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, they're really good, and they're also like great comedic relief. But they also add to the story. Yeah, they have a a point to play. Like they're not just Cinderella's yeah. little like you know they actually have a storyline themselves, which is good. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And I also loved how Gus was introduced at the start, so we kind of like took in the world through Gussie's eyes because he's new and we're new as well so yeah you know we got to see everything and it was a reason for them to introduce all the animals and characters and stuff you know yeah yeah it's natural um my second big three was the songs bibbity bobbity boo I think my favourite song is Cinderella um, (laughs) no it's not actually it's when it's the one that um oh Sing Sweet Nightingale, that one. Yeah. Um, like, is it? the Ugly Sisters yeah. are singing it on their flute, and then Cinderella's like wiping the floor, yes. and it's all the bubbles and stuff, and she's saying, Sing Sweet Nightingale, and it's really, 
Um, I love that song. That is a really heartwarming moment. Yeah, it's um, really, it's the, just really the nice. The fucking stepsisters are bitches, and so is yeah. the stepmother. Oh, she's like, a Jesus. big bitch. She's she a is. bitch. She yeah, is a she bitch. Is. Big time, and not not you guys, not how yeah. you guys are bitches. You know, you guys are bitches as in bitches. She's a bitches, bitch and she's a fucking bitch. You're a bitch. Not the female she's dog a, type. She's either. a fucking bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yes. As for my wish, it was an hour and 20 minutes long, mm-hmm. and it was still a little bit slow-paced for me. Yeah, I get that. I can see that, yeah. It is, yeah. It is a wee bit slow-paced. Because, I think... I, like, I haven't seen the film, but I know, like, everybody knows how Cinderella goes. Yeah, yeah. Like, how the fairy tale goes. So I was like, okay, can we get to this bit? Can we get to this bit? Like, yeah. you know. No, I do understand that. I think I feel that as well, and I think that's where it differs with 101 Dalmatians because I don't think I feel that as much with 101 Dalmatians yeah um, so it's definitely capable for Disney to do but obviously I don't know how close they were wanting to stick to the story and exactly. like the original Grim Brothers story or whatever but um, yeah I think it's still it's still a good one it is it really is and I did enjoy it and yeah, um, yeah I would watch it again for sure nice. I really want to start watching more like classic Disney's because they're really it's fun just to put on in the it's background. It's just nostalgic, yeah. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. Thank you for giving me Cinderella. Now, You're very let welcome. me see your thoughts on Love, Simon. Yeah, it was good. Yeah? It was good. You liked it? It was much, 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 much better than Moxie. Yeah. Way, way better. But I be- this film had a cinematic release, didn't it? It's not like a... It did, yeah. Yeah, like so... And 2018, I think, is that right? That sounds right. Because um, I remember my cousins said they were going to see this film, and I was like, mm, okay. Because I, I will say that the title, Love, Simon, sounds a bit cheesy, if you know nothing about that. No, it does, and that, that's what put me off initially. And I, I think in a previous episode, I I think I was talking about, like, oh, they all want to be like, Love, Simon, oh, and I was expecting the kind of dee 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 But, like, yeah. it wasn't that as much as I thought it was going to be. Um, yeah. You know, obviously it's a self-discovery film, um, and mm-hmm. it was, I think, the first of its kind to bring LGBT characters onto cinema, yes, cinema screens. You. So, um, you know, I think it definitely deserves credit, and it it feels a lot less cringy than, like, this is my first star, it's going into my big three, it feels a lot less cringy than other gay LGBT media that we see today, even, yeah. which you would expect the opposite, you would expect that... Yeah, it will have you evolved know, into better representation. No, but you genuinely like see, um, you know, uh, you know, it's 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 a, a good depiction. It's it's nice. It and you, there's not too that I thought the soundtrack was good, which soundtrack adds to cheesiness factor in, in a lot of these cases. Oh, totally. So um, I thought that was really good. Um, my second star is I thought that the characters were all really likable. I didn't really have any issues with any of the characters. Um, you know, yeah. there was no kind of like. I, I think some of the side characters, like even the guy, you know, that that bribed him, I thought he was like he was supposed to be annoying, but I thought he was okay. Like he wasn't as annoying as some other yeah. characters. Um, so yeah, I thought that was good. Uh, my main issues with this film is sometimes it looked too clean. Like Millie and I watched it together, and it looked too clean and too perfect. It was like. What you want to see of a gay story, which is which is the right. 2018 yeah, talking, like it's the 2018, yeah. like you know you don't want to be seeing like you know there was no mention of sex in the film, 
There was no mention of like Literally. of that. You know, there was no like yeah, it wasn't too totally. scary for for hetero audiences to um, watch. It was also it a was bit like too a dip, long. A dip in the pond for yeah. It was like a wee toe in for straight. It was a wee toe in. I thought it was a wee bit too long, and I did not like the ending when it was the first boy that he thought was blue and then it was actually him. I thought that was really lazy. I I mean, I know this is obviously coming from the book. Sorry, I haven't watched this. When you say so, it was blue. So this, um, you know, the the uh, guy he's talking to is blue. He's like, hi, blue. That's who he's writing Oh, right, to. yeah, of course. And the first guess he makes, it's... Like and then it's it's discarded because he's kissing a girl in his bedroom. Like he's going to his part. Right. Like, and then it turns out to be him at the end. I was like, that's so, like, like this is more a story issue. And it, obviously, I think this does come from the book. I was like, the way they it just they just portrayed it. I was like, no, I wanted it to be someone that he'd never met before, and that is someone true. that you know. I just didn't like it. I didn't like it, but it's fine. Yeah. But um, I, I can see them trying to, like, stick to this little circle of... Is it Oakwood High? Is that the is that the school? Oh, I can't remember. Something like that. Because, yeah, like, you really don't know who... Like, it's stupid to assume someone's sexuality. Like, because they're male, they should like girls. Yeah. So, like, to see someone kissing a girl and be like, oh, they're straight. Like, they could be bisexual, they could be pansexual, they could be asexual. Yeah, I really thought that it was good that bit, um, and it really brought to the forefront that idea of like not not assuming sexuality, which I think was like the starting point of like you know actually making people aware that LGBT people exist, like you know not assuming yeah. that everyone is straight, which you know I think is much you know we're we're a lot better for that as a population now, like we're a lot better for not assuming that everyone's straight, and I like that that mm-hmm. um, that bit in the film where they were like coming out to their parents is straight. Yes. And I thought I thought that was good. That's I thought it, where it was, yeah. I thought I, it I, was that like... That had a really big, like, impact to me. Like, oh my God, I'm straight. And, like, and the parents are kind of like, how could you say this? This is how... Yeah, this yeah. All. Like, I forgot where that came from. And I'm glad that it, it's it's from Love, Simon. Because that yeah. is a great, great uh, cinema point. I know that yeah. Millie mentioned that there were a few differences between the, like, in the book. Between the book and the film regarding the characters. Like, I think that... Um, her, his best friend, the girl that had a crush on him, yeah. she was supposed to be oh, um, yeah. a much bigger character than she was. She was supposed to be like a properly plus size right. character, and they they obviously oh, made her made her just curvy. And I think the 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 new girl at the school was supposed to be um, like was supposed to to be a lot darker than she was. In oh, okay. the the book, and apparently that actor that plays the that um, character has a tendency to play these characters that are supposed to be um, that are supposed to be a lot darker than they actually are. Um, so, okay. yeah, but obviously that's, that's 20, 2018 and a lot of these issues were still yeah. getting addressed. You know, it's it's interesting, especially when I'm when I'm talking about. Um, these films it's interesting to see like oh you think oh how far have we come in such a short time but like we really have because we like, really have this is 2018 it was just 2018 less than five years ago and people were but also that's pretty shocking that in 2018 that was the first time that like gay I characters know. were portrayed on so, you know and it, but you know yeah. I mean a it's lot a of the start. films 
that were like you know um, maybe inspired by Love Simon or, or given the green light because of Love Simon are just starting to come out now. So yes, because you know, I know that Love Simon had a TV show spinoff called Love Victor on, on Disney Plus. Yeah, and I watched that religiously, and it is so much better than the movie. Like the oh, really? representation, mm-hmm. like there's someone with depression, there's someone like there's POCs, there are like a family of different nationality or ethnicity, mm-hmm. like uh, living in in America in this like neighborhood district place. Yeah, it is really good. I re- I really recommend it because they they also deal with the fact that you know gay sex is a thing and they might be dealing with well it. that's good because i was like oh this is a bit like like just how straight people want gay people to be perceived yeah. you know gay people don't have sex they they're just mm-hmm. little shy little boys and that's it yeah and there's that one really flamboyant gay character which of course there had to be but of course. i like that they were like oh they didn't pair him up with him or, you know I like that that character said, oh, you could have told me, and, like, he had this gentle, and it wasn't, like, all, yes, queen, slay, you know. Yeah. It wasn't, it wasn't <laughs> all that, and, you know, yeah. so. Because uh, that's I not thought... what we're defined by. No. I say we are, like, that's... A, like, I'm not trans. <laughs> <laughs> like, we're both um, straight men. Like, we're both yeah. gay men, even. <laughs> um, yeah, but have you seen It's a Sin, the miniseries that was on Channel no, 4? No, I haven't, but it's. You have you, yeah, that is, it's, I know, but I, I, I know it'll make me cry, though. That's the only thing. It, uh, it will. I know it'll but it's make worth me cry. It. it is really worth it. Because the lead singer in Years and Years, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Plays the main character. Impeccable. Mm-hmm. Impeccable. I love that series. I'm going to rewatch it soon with um, Esther, Bory and Chana, because they've, oh, they've all not seen it. So I'm really excited oh, wow. for that. But oh, even that the difference great. between like a 2021 miniseries and a 2018 film is like incredible yeah because i saw love simon in first year and that i can say maybe that was the first lgbt film to make an impact on me which is why i gave it mm-hmm. five stars then i went on to watch it's a sin and that was a whole different ballgame because that was actually like gay lives in their full yeah yeah it's not and, just yeah yeah and and the the shadow and the like the thunderstorm of aids in the 1980s was just heartbreaking and like eye-opening in so many ways yeah like so i definitely recommend that okay we have got a big task for our main yes. films, films uh, of the uh like our what our main discussion is going to be about so this week yes. we're going to be talking about the spark shorts, shorts. now I didn't get a chance to watch the Spark story, did you? Me neither. I, I was so, like, I looked at it on Disney Plus and was like, it's an hour and a half. Like, I, th- I thought it was 20 minutes. Yeah. I was like, oh, it's like, but no, it's an hour and a half. So we still haven't watched that yet. But um, I think like, like the, the whole more, I think it's just about them going like about what, what it takes to make a short story. And I think I have like a pretty yeah. good, like, like idea of what mm. we can discuss about, you know, yeah. and I, know, I also think it's better for us to just watch the films than have our like raw unfiltered opinions on them. Yeah. Rather than see how they were made what, and see, yeah. Yeah. And see the hearts that went into them because that can also, that can often like soften our critiques on them a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think as well that in that they only focused on two of the shorts and one of them is like one of my least favourites out of the group and one of them is my favourite out of the group. 
So um Ooh. hint hint hint. Yeah, so I'm I'm quite um so yeah, I'm glad that I didn't yeah. watch that in some way. But um so if you don't know what the Spark Shorts are, this is a really incredible programme that Pixar put together to encourage their employees and people that haven't really had a chance to direct a full feature length film at Pixar, create a short film without really any, you know, impact if it goes wrong. You know, obviously these films yeah. are top top-notch films and Pixar has some of the best storytellers in the world but this really you know is. there's not there's not really any high stakes where it's going out before um, a motion picture or anything that would turn people away yeah so it gives people a good chance um to to you know explore explore themes at Pixar I mean I think this is I think this can be agreed before we start that these themes that are in these films are mature themes they're not they're very you know, heavy themes yeah. you know it's not um these films are not for your children and you're not going they're to really, put on something not like around. no you know you're not going to put on one of them on for your three-year-old and your three-year-old is going to be like oh my god i'm going to be obsessed with this river like that's nine times out of ten not going to yeah. happen because they're they not are going to be entertained because they're, they're true made stories. specifically to subvert expectations or like provoke thought you know like yeah absolutely it's it's it, you go in thinking oh this is going to be happy and but you know Half of these sometimes they are sometimes they're not sometimes yeah. they're like highs and lows um, but you can find all of these spark shorts on Disney Plus where they were released as Justin Plus originals and you can also see a spark story if you want to watch that after you finish with us lovely, lovely hosts and yeah yeah absolutely like they're all just... um, they're in a wee so if you go to the Pixar collection on Disney Plus you should scroll down there should be spark shorts there's 10 of them to watch so yes. um watch all of them and none of them are any more than 10 minutes long like without no, the i think the long the longest one is pearl like, yeah and i think it was, was 13 like, minutes including the yeah, credits including credits yeah for a lot of these films it's like i see the the length the the play bar the playback yeah bar, yeah and it like the movie stopped half, and then yeah. half, half halfway done because it's all credits it's crazy yeah um so a lot of these are very very short but I, I think it's important to uh, highlight just before we jump right into the films that Pixar started with short films, and did you they? Know, yeah, yeah, they started with um, they had their first film ever, which was um, Andre and Wally B, and that was the first ever CGI and computer animated oh, film. Of course, um, you know, yeah. all used very geometric shapes, and they had Jenny's Game, um, Red Stream knick-knack a lot of these you know that were just easing mm-hmm. their way moving forward to toy story which was actually yeah. originally going to be a christmas special for one of their shorts which was tin toy so that's where they got the idea so wow. they were going to make this tin toy special um christmas special and there was going to be a cowboy in it oh there yeah you go, that's toy story so wow that's so cool so Shows yeah, how, I mean, how how much ideas can evolve in such a short in such a short space of time yeah, I mean, Pixar definitely know what they're doing here with short, with shorts, um, short films. Short, you know, it's, short it's not like they're not doing them before because the people that are at the top of the chain in Pixar, they this is their bread and butter at the end of the day. You know, apart mm-hmm. from Toy Story, this is what they they grew up with, or or well, what Pixar grew up with really. Um, so exactly. I think these, yeah, just add to that legacy. I think these are a really important part of Pixar story that a lot of people don't talk about. Um, and I'm really, yeah. really, really glad um, we're talking that we're about covering them. Because, them. Yeah. yeah. And I also want to say one more thing before we jump in is that short films are just as important as major motion pictures. 
Like, because yeah. a lot of people um, kind of skip on shorter films because they want something to really, like, um, chew into. Mm-hmm. Um, but some of some of the best films have been short films for me. Like, and I want to get into the into the routine of watching more. Like, yeah, I think, you know, I I mean, at the cinema, when I went to the cinema as a child, I was always so, like, hyped to see if there was a short film before it. Um, yeah. And I think the one short film that really first had an impact on me and first drew me into Pixar was The Blue, Umbre- the Blue Umbrella. I don't know if you've seen that one. Um, it which doesn't ring a bell. played before Monsters University. Um, definitely go and have a look at, at uh, Blue Umbrella. University. Oh, yeah, okay. uh, because it's really, really, really good. The animation, mm-hmm. oh my god, the rendering is top notch for twenty thirteen. So good, oh, um, and it's a really lovely story. And I think that's really where I like, and the the score is just perfect. And that's where I really like fell in yes. love with Pixar. Um, so totally. you know, it's I think I think that I think short, f- short films are great. And as we see here, they can have yeah. just. Uh, as big an impact if not a bigger yeah. impact than because there's there's quite a few of these that I was like oh damn this is like this is really good stuff yeah oh like, yeah and a couple of these I was like almost ready to cry I was you know? crying through a lot of them yeah I mean you know yeah. don't watch these with thinking that you're going to come away you know you're going to come away being you know uplifted and thoughtful about changed things. You're forever yeah you're, you're not going to come out of these being like oh ha 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 yeah. You know, definitely not. So, okay. Without further ado, shall we get right into it? Okay. So, uh, what do you want to start with? So I did them in this order that Disney Plus had them in. I had like you know in the Spark Shorts. Yeah, um, I did them. I folder. think I did them pretty similarly. Yeah. So, so first of all, I have Nona. Uh huh. Then twenty something. Mm-hmm. Then Burrow. Then out then Loop, then mm-hmm. Wind, Float, Kit Bull, Smash and Grab, and then finally Pearl. Yeah, sounds good. Perfect. Perfect. Yes. Okay, so let's start with Nona, which was Nona. directed by Louis Gonzalez. Now, I hadn't seen this one before. I Me had neither. seen most of these before. This, this isn't my favourite of them all. Really? Um, but... See, this is interesting in the way that how short films appeal to the people because I know that you have a really strong relationship with your granny. Yes, I do. I really do. So, um, and and not that I didn't at all, but your granny's still alive and unfortunately my granny passed away. So, um, Mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's a different, you know, but... I don't know. There was something about the animation style that put me off a wee bit. It was really? realistic. Um, but I, I liked the kind of dream world bit that was like kind of childish. And But I didn't, I don't know. There was, I don't know. I mean, this was the first one I watched, but I think I knew what was coming in the other Spark shorts. So I was comparing it to that almost like I was comparing it to right. Pitbull. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, this isn't... Kind of. But at the same time, I feel like... Nona and Wind are more similar than Nona and Kitbull, for example, like because they both deal with a grand grandchild, yeah, yeah, and, and grandparent relationship, 
And I was so like surprised that like halfway through the film, it was like, it turned into a grief story. Like yeah. these yeah. Sub- subtexts like leave you thinking for ages because you can watch that again with the hindsight that you know that this is about um, known as grief for her husband and think, oh my God. So this is why she's like putting aside all this time to watch this wrestling TV show. Yeah, because also, it's a, yeah. You yeah. Because I have here, because when she was like adjusting the picture so that he could see it and when, when we saw that he was like beside her sitting on the couch, I, yeah. I wrote down that um, the wrestling represents the time with her husband and that's the only time that she feels like she can still have with him. Yes, uh, But exactly. then I think when it really shows, when her grief really shows is when the TV breaks and she cries. We think she's going to burst out like screaming, but she cries mm-hmm. instead. Yeah. Which is really... Like, um, I've just realised this. This film is like the five stages of, of grief. Like we have yeah. denial, like she's there with him. He's not really dead. He's like sitting there. We have bargaining where she's like trying to get the kid to do like things while she watches it. And then we have anger where she's like really annoyed that yeah, yeah. this kid has just fallen and broken the TV. And then we have depression where she's sitting and crying. And then we have acceptance where she's like playing with the kid with in this wrestling thing. Yeah, no? I think it's I thought that was I think, really beautiful. I think the um I mean don't get me wrong, I'm not saying that this film's bad, but for yeah, me no, I didn't I, I did you know, um not I'm not at all saying that. I thought it was really good. Um, you know, it's about sharing when you have something in, in common with someone. It's about spreading the memory of someone through that activity. So when yes. you say like, it's like doing something that your your granny really loved doing. It's like, you know, it's, this is this is strange. But when um, whenever I have a packet of Smarties, I always think of my granny because she always oh, used to get yeah. a packet of smart, Smarties for me. Um, yeah. And whenever I have a packet of Smarties now, I think of her, and it's passing that memory on. So hopefully, mm-hmm. you know, when that when her granddaughter grows up, she'll think of her granddad or her granny or whatever. And it's about spreading that yeah. love exactly um, and remembrance and through through that, you know. Literally, and it's also about um, getting to the stage where you're able to share like something that was once close to yeah, you. Yeah, because you want to keep it. One. Yeah, yeah, just you two, and that's what I loved about the fact that they were they were playing in this wrestling arena. Yeah. Not only was it funny that this, like, really, like, gruff, you know, where violence happens is now being, like, a playground for kids. Yeah. But it's also really, like, really endearing that she is just, like, she's putting aside her needs for caring for her grandchild, and I thought that was really sweet of her. And it made Nona as a person just, like, really nice and really relatable. For yeah, some I've lost loved ones. Yeah, absolutely. I thought um, it was a really, really nice message, and I, I think it was perhaps the fact that it was the first one I'd seen. I'd seen maybe like seven out of ten of these before, so um, I knew what was coming, and I didn't know. Yeah. That, like even when I saw that come on to Disney Plus, I didn't like it didn't really gravitate towards me at all. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't like. I thought like because obviously there was no dialogue in it apart from the dialogue used on the TV for the wrestling. Yeah. But the noises were slightly unnatural and a wee bit forced for me. It felt like they were trying oh, to. Okay. You could see the expression in the face and you could understand, but the noises were like an added. Like it it's did like 
it's going bing bong bing bong she's she's sad now she's sad now because she's yeah. made this noise or she's angry she's getting agitated and i was like no i already know that like i can tell it did, it did give me vibes of sean the sheep no that's exactly what it was that was yeah. exactly what it was it was sean the sheep-esque it the noises were yeah. too much for me i didn't and enjoy as we'll that. see further down the line with more of these spark charts they do no dialogue better like some of these do no oh, dialogue yeah. way better yeah I think that I don't think that needed to be a no dialogue film. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you know. Yeah, and the fact that the TV was speaking also kind of undermined it as well. Yeah, I just was. I was really like I was expecting her to say something, and then it just didn't work. It didn't work for me, um, which again put me off a wee bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and something something about the faces just looked a bit odd. Um, it had a kind of soul vibe, and I think yeah, I for, mean, for me, this definitely spoke Pixar. Oh yeah, it definitely does. Yeah. Compared to like twenty something that we're getting onto next, that is way more experimental than Nona, because yeah, yeah, yeah. You've seen characters um, like Nona before, in like Incredibles or yeah, and I don't you. know how to feel about that. Like I don't know if I don't know if um, you know, but these are what the Spark Shorts about. I I assume that they'll mm. they'll have like a tick box where they can say realistic or experimental or cartoony or whatever that they will decide um because some of these are realistic and some of them are more cartoon based but as you've said with you know further down the line we'll see they can do realistic portrayals better um but last thing that i want to mention is the lighting in this film lighting in all of these films Mm -hmm. amazing like the way the light comes in and like backlights them so that we see only their silhouettes in the window. Uh huh. That was incredible. Like they're definitely not skimping out at all. No, they're, they're not. not. They're not like, skimping out on how the level of detail on these films for Disney Plus originals. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like you they're... say, that don't really matter is incredible, and they should be really proud of themselves. No, I didn't say that Disney Plus originals well, don't really matter. I no, said... no, 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 no. You said you said that it's like it's not a big thing if they don't like. They're not high. What was the word you used? High. Um, they don't have. Oh my god! What is happening with my mouth today? They're not high. <laughs> um. Oh my god! It's right there. I am so sorry, guys. This is just embarrassing. <laughs> They're not high. Like, when you have a level of threat, like, they're not high stakes. stakes. High stakes. Stakes. Thank you. I got there in the end. Jesus yeah, no, Christ. I don't mean that. No, but I don't mean Disney Plus. Oh, I've just dropped my pen lid. Let me go get it because my pen will dry out otherwise. Oh, no. Not your pen. It's the pen that you got me, actually. Really? Um, oh. No, I don't think that they're not high stakes, but I think when things that are meant to be put in the cinema, because this project was never meant to be put in the cinema. That's true. That's what I mean. Like when things right. that are meant to be put in the cinema are chucked on Disney Plus, that's annoying. But when if things are okay. made specifically for Disney Plus and they they have that purpose to go straight to it, that's fine. But I think when we're talking about the quality of this. Sorry, you'll just heard my chair moving and stuff. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Sorry, I'll leave that to Anna to sort that out. I should have sat down before I started talking. Thank you. Um, but I... C- let's compare this 
to um, Monsters at Work and the quality difference. Yeah. As you may have known from some previous episodes, I am not a fan of Monsters at Work. Don't like it. Um, And it's going to be interesting how Cars on the Road compares. Yeah. And to see if they up the quality a wee bit. Because surely they know that Monsters at Work didn't get a great reception. Surely they know that. Like, so, not even the animation side, but I thought the storytelling as a whole was weak on that part when mm-hmm. Spark Sharks are doing it so much better in such yeah. a less, like, amount of time because those episodes are half an hour long. with Spark Shorts, there's not one overall director. They're all, you know, these are all personal projects. That is true, yeah. And, but even in the, the rendering quality and just the quality of how things look, there was hardly any detail. There was hardly anything that... People that would have been, you know, artists on that, it just felt, it just felt strange, but... Yeah, it did. Um, yeah, but I would give this a 7 out of 10. For me, this gets a 6. Okay. Maybe a 5.5. It wasn't my favourite one. Um, and the grunting really put me off. The, this, the, the dialogue-esque, Ugh. it did really put yeah. me off. Okay, okay, so moving on to 20-something. 20-something. This one is my favourite of the bunch. Oh, nice. See, I was like, what is going on here? And then when it was like, like there was two reveals. There was like the reveal that there were three kids tr- controlling this one person. And then it was like, turns out that this was this, and what was her name? Gaia? Gaia? Gia. 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 Gia gone. Gia. Oh my God. Gia. Like, this was stages of Gia's life that were controlling her. Yeah. And the mirror shot where it was, like, her as an adult and her as, like, three kids was... Yeah. Like, the twist was, like... Because I have in my notes, oh... Like, I just got it. Like, so I did thought you, it was a lot long... Did it take that long for you to get it? Yeah, because I didn't see the this re- resemblance of the three people. Like, the like one... 16 and 10. See, when they were when they were saying to each other, one six, like when they were saying each other, like, oh, come on, 16, I got it immediately. And it was when they they broke down in the toilet, like to start with, that I was like, oh, I yeah, know exactly I'm a, what this is. Uh, see, I just, I didn't get it. And it was, it really like, was like, what the fuck is this film? Like, I don't know what the hell I'm, I'm supposed to think because... Like, there's just three kids pretending to be an adult, but you're talking to them like they're one person. Like, I guess I should have got it faster. And when I did get it, I was like, that's what it's about. It's about this yeah. fear of being an adult and fear of doing yeah. everything, like, imperfectly. But it was really funny. I will say it was really funny. Are we doing Shot of the Week? Yes. So Well, I, I was thinking Shot of the Week for, like, one... Yeah, that's what I was... Yeah. So I have mine. It's in Kitbull. It's yours in 20-something. Yeah. Okay. Well, we can cover that as well. So, will we talk about... Do you want to talk about them at the end after we've covered all of the shorts? It's totally up to you. I can... I'm happy with either way. I think we should do it at the end because, like, we we have a shot of the week as part of cinematography, so I think we should, like, push that to the end. That's fine. I just wanted to know them. Cool. Um... Yeah, it was really funny. It was really funny. It was. But for me, like the thing that shone through was just like was just the message because 
I f- like I don't know if you feel like that, but for like and shorts they relate that films they relate to different people for different reasons. <laughs> I, this is why I keep saying. Um, but for me, this film, I was it was like oh my god, because I I feel like you're you know you're obviously built from experiences, mm-hmm. um, and when you become an adult, and I I'm sure that like we've both experienced this when you turn eighteen, it's like you think, oh, I'm an adult now. I'm going to do, yeah. you know, I'm going to do this. Um, Turns out adulting is way harder than it than you think on when you turn 18. Yeah, and I think I've, I've got written here that sometimes you still feel whatever age you were in a certain situation. So, like, sometimes when I'm on Instagram and I see certain things, I still feel like I'm 16. Or, uh, yeah. like... Like when I'm at work or things, I still feel like I don't know how to do something. I feel, and yeah, like the message on and that be it being so, um, it being visualized like that as a person being made up of all your different years, yeah, just really resonated with me. And you know, because I've been mm-hmm. going through this past week has been utter hell for me. I've been going through a really really tough time in my life, like tougher than ever, and a lot of it is just about like you know having a new beginning in Paris and things and not feeling like I can I can manage that um and just seeing that like you're made up of every single thing you've been through and it isn't just a number because when people think about like growing up and think they think oh when I was seven but or when I was like 11 or whatever but that's a whole year of your life that's made up of experiences that has shaped you so I think I've I've turned from like saying oh yeah when I was like of thinking of when I was seven or eleven as just like a period of my life that's gone, I remember it fondly and and see how that and the experience that I have had then have shaped me, and mm-hmm. you know I still I still um, have moments when I'm scared of things that I was scared of when I was younger and and think of things. It just it just really um, it just really really resonated with me. Like yeah, like it just hit me right in the right place. Uh, you know, I could, you know, maybe if I'd watched that on a different day or a different point in my life, I would have been like, "Oh, what is this? This isn't saying anything." But it was when at the end, everyone kept like, um, they all turned into children, and it's like that's all we really are at the end of the day, because that's yeah. where your development comes from. Because exactly. what are you if not someone that's been, you know, you you've developed in your childhood, and you, who you are comes from your childhood, as we've spoken about before. Yeah. Um, and sometimes you and can forever see like yourself in this film, age. Yeah. And in this film, for me, communication is key. Like, expressing your feelings and how you're, like, insecure about certain things mm-hmm. to, like, Gia's friend. Like, you know, it had really helped her when she was crying in the bathroom to her friend. Mm-hmm. And because her friend was like, oh, my God, you should get this and this and this. Like, mm-hmm. she was very at one in the like the bar pub area. Yeah. And I can see how that is intimidating for someone who's not. Um, yeah. So for me, the main message was communication. And also, like you said, um, tackling adulthood and knowing that you're made up of all the different experiences from your childhood, good or bad. And that's who makes you, you know, and you yeah. shouldn't be feel, you shouldn't feel bad for, feeling like you're a child in some situations or feeling like you're an angsty teen in others. Yeah, you know? I just I just thought that 
I just it just really really resonated with me. It was really important for me. I liked with talking about the the art style. I really liked the um, you know obviously there were fewer frames per second um, used yeah. in this film, which I really liked. I thought it was good because it gave that kind of clunky childlike um, look. Um, mm-hmm. And also, I thought that the dialogue was better here because, yeah. you know, we, we from the dialogue we knew instantly who the characters were and things like it, it was, and you know, it, that joined up the dots for me. Um, mm-hmm. exactly. So yeah, I think I think it was just a really, really, mm-hmm. really good representation of what it feels like to be hit with the happy 18th birthday card and be hit with the oh, you better be moving out soon. You know, well, not that my parents mm-hmm. have ever said that to me. But, um, mm. you know, I know that some people, you know, yeah. are, are expected to move out as soon as they turn 18 and let their parents live a quiet mm. life. But and... it's it's really strange for me because as I came out, like, what, eight, nine months ago, only eight, nine months ago, I feel like I've had to restart my entire life. So, yeah. and I've had a lot of new experiences outside of my transition, like job interviews, living alone over the summer. Um, dealing with mental health issues um, so I can see how I can definitely see myself going back to when I was a boy and like thinking about how I was bullied and stuff but like f- most of my time I'm like I've only gone back to December where I was like this really yeah. scared little girl who was like just figuring yeah. out who she was supposed to be Yeah, and that's not a direct time difference, but it's the same thing, you know? Like, yeah. I've had to accelerate in basically rebirthing myself and regrowing so fast. Like, in nine months, I'm already, like, supposed to, like, know who I am, know how to present myself, and also know all this shit we were learned in school. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, I think a lot of people, like... And I can even admit that I was... I wasn't the best when you came out, because, like when you came out to me, I was like, oh, so what do you want your hair to look like? What do you want your clothes to look like? And what do you, what do you want your style to be? And yeah, I, I but was that's like, like... That's the exciting things of a transition. Like, I don't want to... Like, I would rather talk about style and clothes and hair, like, rather than like, oh my God, are you going to get hormones? Oh my God, is your name going to change? How are you going to like... How are you going to deal with like surgery? Like, do you have the money for it? Like, those are yeah, really scary yeah. questions for someone who's just newly out, you know? Yeah, oh, absolutely. And I think that like, like I definitely bombarded you with the the oh my god we need to get you a wig like you know all those questions and things i mean no i wouldn't say you did because no but you were giving me the opportunity to finally like get out of all of this no but you opened the floodgates of (laughs) of me but i get the i get the impression that like like with what you're saying it's like when you're when you come out it's like you're almost born again and you expected to know everything about being a girl and you know like I had to. I yeah. mean, let's be honest, Anna. I'm gonna, I'm gonna expose you here. Expose me too. I had to, like, bloody wax you, <laughs> all of you. No. And you didn't even know how to. You didn't know how to use a, a razor. Yeah. You know, you oh had my to, god. Had I to, had you, busted up my thumb so bad. You, yeah, you were trying to. Oh god. But I. It was a tough time for how all. How many of wax us. strips did we go through? About a billion. Yeah, what, like sixty. Yeah. It was. Yeah. It was tough going. You were a um, hairy bitch. <laughs> no, I'm a hairless bitch. <laughs> um, you know, but, yeah. so it's it's about like 
like you're accumulating all that knowledge that I have about being mm-hmm. a girl and yeah. you know it's being passed on to you but you can't just know that as soon as you turn trans exactly. well you don't turn trans but as soon as you like start your transition as soon you as know. you start to explore girlhood and yeah like, that wasn't me going things. that wasn't me going oh my god you just saying switch trans <laughs> no no but you know you know that's that you don't learn that as soon as you um start your tra- transition you know you don't yeah. you don't hit the hit the button to come out and then suddenly you're flooded with all the knowledge mm-hmm. you know when baymax and big hero 6 like downloads all the the knowledge yes, about grief. exactly like you don't do that so i wish i could but i i can't <laughs> so what would you rate this film i would i would rate this 10 out of 10 for me this was perfect this would get an 8 out of 10 for me yeah yeah oh i forgot to mention I... this was um this was directed yeah, so by directed Afton by Corbin. Ooh, Afton Corbin. Good job, mate. Round of applause from us. You got a thumbs up out of time. <laughs> so, uh, are we looking at Burrow? Burrow, yes. So, just before uh, we go into Burrow, I'm going to mention the director first. Madeline Sharafane. I think that's how you pronounce it. But okay. this was also nominated for an Academy Award. Oh my god! See these these films do have like can, like go the go the mile. Yeah. Oh yeah. So this one wasn't my favorite. Really, this one was in very like high runnings to be my favorite. I think I expected more from it though. Like I just didn't like for me the message isn't as clear or as. Um, heartwarming as some of the other messages in the, the other films. Okay, I have to ask. This was one that I watched like a couple of years when it came out. Mm-hmm. Did you watch it when it came out? Is this your first time watching Burrow? Uh, I've watched it once before, but I don't know how long ago it was. Okay. Um, I love the cutesy art style. Again, oh, yeah, like, the art it's totally great. different. Totally different from Twenty Something. Totally different from Nona. Like uh-huh. very unique in that perspective and the soundtrack was also really good as well yeah uh-huh. like i love the flute of the rabbit yeah the and flute it... was really good yeah mm-hmm. um i liked the the warm color palette i felt like emphasized yeah. the whole like finding a home and like it got really dark mm-hmm. and things like you know you have a homey when when you want a house to be a home you like candles and things and you know yeah um, exactly speaking of candles just a little sidetrack I got gift. Well, I didn't get gifted. I found this gigantic scented candle in one of the caravans I was cleaning on Friday. Oh my god! What? What? It's like mojitos. It's mojitos. Mojito. <laughs> it smells really strange. It smells like a bathroom. That's the. So. <laughs> smells like a bathroom. That's the best thing about being a cleaner. Don't leave anything you want Literally. us to. You don't want us to take in your rooms because I have found. You'll not believe um, the shit I, I found in the caravan. I have found so much. I found an uncooked lasagna in my oven once. <laughs> I'm not even joking. Like, I have a B-real picture of it. Uncooked lasagna? Yeah. It was, like, in the oven, ready to cook, but it wasn't cooked. Oh it was God. raw. I found... I can't... I'm trying to think of... I found a SIM card. That's the... That's the... Oh, damn. Yeah, SIM card, so... Yeah. SIM card, I found. Toothbrushes, toothpaste. found, like, a little oh, tampon... Oh, I found that every day. Tampon insertion thing that yeah. was, like, for your period... Oh, well, I've been finding... I found a whole load of condom packets. So, yeah. And mine, better, so... Better to be prepared than not. <laughs> um, um, but anyway, yeah, I back didn't... to Burrow. <laughs> Moving on from condoms. 
<laughs> yes, you were saying about the lighting. Lighting. Yeah, I like I like the lighting, and it it really it it um the lighting and both the both the lighting and the color palette reflected the homey um message of the film. Yeah, and I it, also it, love how the lights hued as well. Like it was a gradient. Yeah, like you could see where the light was coming from. It wasn't just like stark light filling the entire mm-hmm. frame. Yeah. Um, so the message of the film is about accepting hell. Accepting hell. 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 Yes. Sorry, is that I was like, right? And probably is that like what you got. Home is where the heart is, kind of thing. Like. Yeah. Yeah. And I also got like he was very socially anxious as well. I got social anxiety as well. Yeah. I think. Yeah. I. But I. I don't know that. That didn't hit as hard as, um, like, I don't know, or like out did, or like Pearl, or Wind. You know, it didn't hit as as hard. So awesome. But it also like, it gave me extreme Fantastic Mr. Fox vibes. That's oh my it. god! I also wrote that down, but for a completely different reason. Oh my god! I can't believe that. So basically, I did when, the tunnel thing. That's why it was. Well, I did that too for the tunnels, but when I was... So I love Fantastic Mr. Fox. Yes. And when I was little, I used to have um, a little notebook and at night I would draw little tunnels. Like, I would draw the like the underground. Oh, yeah. So I'd say, oh, the little badgers live over here. And, like, and that's what I used to do every night and I had a billion of them. Yeah. Uh, and I used to draw their little furniture. That is so cute. So. That was, and I can really remember doing that, and that gave me great relief. So, yeah, mm. that, that's what it made me think of. Yeah. Um, As for, like, what you said about um, accepting help, like, it's also accepting change. Change isn't yeah. always bad. But I can definitely see how he was overwhelmed at the start. Like, when someone just dug right into his house, and it was like, oh, yeah, my house has, like, got these different rooms running here and here and here. And this little rabbit only wants to create one room with like a disco and bathroom type thing. Yeah, so, yeah. So adorable. Now. And he like got so like upset that he couldn't find the space to do this or like didn't feel like he was enough. That was enough, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. It just didn't, didn't hit as hard as the other ones for me. And I feel like a lot of the other ones ex- like um, merited nominations. Like the, the three that got nominations were Burrow, Out and Kitbull, which Kitbull and Out I agree with, but I think there were better ones than than uh, Burrow. Uh, I think 20-something definitely was was yeah, um, definitely maybe. merited a nomination and even Pearl um, Float as well, Pearl. you know. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. I would say that it fits well in this like collection. Like, I wouldn't remove it. At all, I don't know if you I, would. Or I not. see it. I see it more as a Disney short. Like I see, I I think it veers more towards Disney rather than Pixar. Like it feels much more like something Disney would do and have a very like because a, a lot of most of these other films like have a pretty like you know hard hitting message, and yeah, I true. felt like that that one just didn't was a little bit tame for this collection. Um, this is definitely one that you could show to your kids. Yeah. Like, this yeah, was this, a very yeah. cutesy little, like, yeah. you know. Um, yeah. What would you rate it out of 10? Like, a 5. 
five. I give it a seven point five. Yeah. Yeah. So what about out? Out, out. is um, this again was one for my favourites because yeah. of the message. So that, uh, I think was, this is really, really good, and it's a, it's you know the guy that uh, directed it, Stephen Clay Hunter, was you know he's gay, and he wanted to you know he had I remember seeing something seeing a because sh- I watched something that was like an interview with him like on Disney Plus and that's what I thought a spark story was but ah uh, I see um oh no I think it was the inside Pixar there's an episode yeah on the inside Pixar oh, series, right. I think there's an episode of him talking about it but so I love the bright like cartoony style um hand-drawn kind of style um but I have one question about this film now, a lot of people say that the, the biggest thing, biggest problem with Pixar films is why do people of um, that come from minorities always turn into animals? Because they feel happens. alien. Like, they don't feel human because they're so, like, disconnected by this but it gigantic never happens thing, to the like, white sexual. People. Wait, the what white did you say? Never, Sorry. Never happens to the white people. Like, what do you mean? Like soul, he turns into a cat. Why did he turn into a cat? Isn't isn't the main character in this white? No, but he's gay. He's of a minority. Oh, like you mean like straight people? Why doing straight yeah, white? Why, men why, are like straight? Yeah, like and even, but not even that. Like it's not even Pixar. It's like why? Like they had to have the black. I mean, I know that it's Princess and the Frog. They turn into frogs, but like. Like it's like they're trying as little as they can to portray minorities like as human, which is like even if they feel that way, you can still get that across without portraying them as such. Yeah, that's you know that's I mean? strange. I didn't think of that. Yeah, like um, uh, there's so much. Let me see. Uh, Soul does it, but also Soul, like it's not that his character is gone; it's just controlled by twenty two. And he's the cat, which is, makes for a funny, very no, funny dynamic. Is, I don't think it is um, controlled by the cat, though. No, no, no. Twenty two is controlled. Um, is controlling his body. That's all. Yeah, 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 yeah. But still, that's his. Like, I don't know. Um, I mean, I guess you have you have uh, the Emperor's New Groove, which is, turns into a llama, but he's not a minority. Oh yeah. That's right. Um. And brave, the mother turns it. Why is it always turning into an animal yeah. though? Even if it's not about, even if it's not about being a minority, they I always turn into animals. Like, again, I mean but, these are kids' films, so animals well, are like cute, and it, it's a very, it's a very uh, clear found way to approach children, you know. Yeah. Talking animals. True. Um, yeah, this was a really funny and original concept, though. I would yeah. say, like, the fact that the dog and the car on the, on the hill and like something magical will happen. That, that was like, I it gave it like a very sci-fi. Were. Yeah, especially they were so the camp. camp. I was like, oh my god, this is so camp. And like, I just thought it was really, it was really Work. good. But obviously, the obviously the story is about coming out mm-hmm. and how yeah. hard it can be, and sometimes things are better without words. Yeah. Um, um, and also, like, I really felt for him the fact that he was going so far to protect himself that he was biting his own mother, like, and causing her pain. Yeah. 
but he's causing like, her but that that um like amplifies that he's causing her pain by not coming exactly. out to her yeah and the my favorite line from this was that when the mother said like oh whoever you want to love whoever he is yeah like, it's just like, like they already parents, know yeah exactly parents often already know yeah um so trust and pride is key for this film um also like the calendar i love the calendar that was a funny trope yeah stereotypical yeah, like gruff good. like topless man yeah i thought that was i thought that was good yeah. as well um mm-hmm. yeah this is this is really good and obviously it's special yeah. for us as being as part of the, the lgbt community and we know how hard it is to come out literally um, you know, I remember really being is. so worked up about coming out and at the time I was like seeing, like half seeing someone that my dad like taught guitar and he was like, oh, I, I hope such and such isn't involved and like a, like a winky face, like, cause he, like, and it was like, <laughs> oh, Neve, have you not known that we know that's what you've been doing? Like, oh wow! I, but my dad was like, like I was so scared to come out, and like my dad was just the best when I came out. He was so like nonchalant. And oh. I, but the first person I came out to was Rory, was my brother. Yes. Um, and I just turned around to him and I said, "I think I'm, I think I'm bisexual. I think, I think I'm bisexual." And he was like, "Okay." And I cool. was like, "Right, okay." <laughs> um, he didn't, he didn't have. He yeah, because I remember I sent a letter to um, mom and dad. I think I talked about this in Tick Tick Boom, but it may have got cut out. Oh. Or was it? But I'm a cheerleader. One of the two. I don't think it made the cut, but um, I basically wrote this letter to my parents and they're like, hey, I'm bisexual. And this was the day before. This was the day of me getting my National 5 results. And I was like, Oh yeah, I'm just gonna tell. Was it my national fives or was it my hires? I can't. I think remember. it might have been your hires, would it? Yeah. I think so because I, yeah. I think it might have been. Because we were a lot closer when when we get the when we got the higher results back. Yeah, I think so. I think yeah. so. Anyway, so I sent this letter and my mum read it and got really emotional and said that it's fine, you know. Da da da. And my dad read it, and he was so cool with it. He didn't even say a thing about it. He was just like. He read it and was like, okay. And went on to like, didn't even talk to me about it. Oh, Robbie And I was like, did he Good read the letter? Does he know? Yeah, so I think it's always like, you always expect the dad to be like worse. Yeah. Um, But my dad was just so like, like in any time that I've had like girls over or whatever, he's just like so cool. Like he's so like. Mm. Cool dad vibes. Yeah, he's he's the best. He's And he like just really made me feel like like we've never spoke like he's never been like oh so why do you like girls or whatever like he's just really like nice about it yeah and like doesn't care as long as i'm happy which is and i I remember you telling me about your dad that he has many trans women friends and like he does he 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 will he will like upend his entire day to like help them out yeah he he does he has um, because my dad's a guitar teacher and um there he has a few um trans friends um who teaches guitar and for a lot of them like they were his only 
Uh, no, he was their only like form of being their true selves. So like, wow, they could come to the house and get their guitar lesson and and you know be in their true form. And like, I remember, I was like, oh, oh. I asked my mum one day. I was like, oh, where's dad? And he was like, and my mum said, oh, he's gone to take um, this woman down to to Carlisle to get a wig. Like that you know, is so sweet. Yeah, he's he's and you know like he's just really um. He's really like when it comes down to it, my dad is really you know just yeah. sympathizes and he's always he's he just really proves to me that like he's 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 such an ally he's great he really is I think we both locked out having parents that accept us for who we are sexuality oh and yeah because th- you know this is not us being like oh come out it's so easy you know um yeah. because it's like, not we like understand that, that people, people get disowned for loving who they love and like not identifying in their cisgender mm-hmm. and that is terrible so if you feel comfortable like it is worth it because oh, it's yeah, a weight off your shoulder um anyway back to out <laughs> yes yeah, <laughs> love so the animation it, style Loved yeah it. yeah the animation yeah. style was good um i i i thought it was i thought it was really good and really really heartwarming yeah. i didn't like the bit that they were like like how they changed minds. Really, I was like, oh shit, this is like some Star Trek bitch. Said, I was like, like nah, this Trek isn't. Nah. I was like, yeah, fine. Yeah, but I, I I loved how it was like two D, but it was like three D at the same time. Three D yeah. animation. Yeah, yeah. That was really uh-huh. cool. Um, also love the fast paced nature of the film. Um, all of these films are quite fast paced, to be honest. Well, they have to be because they're short. Yeah, exactly. Um. Yeah, and I the only thing I didn't quite gel with was the fact that um his boyfriend is like tell them like pressuring him to out himself to his parents. Like I can yeah. understand why it's it's um difficult to feel shame for like who you go with, and that must be difficult for his boyfriend. But he must understand that going into this relationship he's not to his parents it's a hard topic to discuss so maybe like forcing him to do it isn't the best call to yeah. action yeah that's true it's it would maybe be like oh let's do it together or whatever but it was yeah. nice at the end when the dad was like introduced to the boyfriend and they just gave him a hug that was nice a big hug that was really nice so yeah and also there was a toy story penguin as well yeah Easter egg. also i've noticed that they reuse a lot of sounds from the films in these, like, I think in 20-something, there was, like, oh, a wow. phone ring that was, like, in a film. Like, I, I recognised it. So, yeah. Damn. And the last note I have for out is when the dog and the cow are walking away, the gay gods have done their work. Yeah. <laughs> Slay. So what would you, yeah. what would you, um, rate this? I think this would be another, this would be an 8 out of 10. Yeah, I think I'm going to give it, like, a... A 7.5. Cool. It's still an nice. 8. Yeah, these are all really good films. Like, I would watch all of these again. Oh, yeah, definitely. So, are we one away from halfway? Yes. I believe so. Loop. What did you think of Loop? So, I, I thought Loop was really good. This is Pixar's first artistic character. Um, and just a wee bit of background on this film 
the person who plays Renee is autistic. Um, and they Yay. brought Renee into the, or they brought the, the actress um, who plays Renee into the recording studio and she became really uncomfortable. And so they said, this isn't the way to do it. So they recorded her at home and wow. adapted to her needs, which is what we exactly. like to see. Yes. Um, so I think, I mean, two of these films tackle um, autism. Mm. Yeah. And I think it's really, it's really, really important that, mm. you know, it's, we, because we see this almost from Renee's point of view and, kind you know. Of. Well, I would well, argue that well, we see it from the boy's point of view rather than but when, when we see when we see when she's over the grass and the things that make her oh, anxious, yeah. like we wouldn't be aware of those things, or at least a yeah. neurodivergent, a neurotypical person wouldn't be aware of those things. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, it just emphasizes the fact that there are different viewpoints for different people, um, and you know, we start again. I can't remember what was his name, Marcus, or it was Marcus, the boy. Yeah. Um, you know, we saw him, he was like, oh, why would I want to be with her? And we saw him start to understand her and understand what mm-hmm. um, what she liked and what, what made things hard for her. It, I found it quite hard to watch because I've seen it before, but it was very, yeah. it was very real and it was almost confrontational. In very raw. Yeah, yeah it, was, it was almost saying like, here's how autistic people, um, here's their experiences, why aren't, you know this this is so obvious that they feel this way and why aren't you doing anything about it um mm-hmm. it was like it was a very artsy film but i don't think they portrayed renee in an artsy way they portrayed her in a very no. real way yeah absolutely absolutely i wanted to um talk about the title of this film what do you think the significance of the title loop is i think it has something to do with her ringtone definitely mm-hmm. like the woof 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 um I don't quite know it's... I found it really hard. I didn't really... Cu- See, this is... It's hard to dissect this title, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Cause, yeah. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm still not quite sure, like, having seen the entire film. I thought it was maybe the loop that they went round, like, they were going... But... Maybe. Or... I'm not... I'm, I'm really not sure. Let's see if we, let's see if we can look it up. Yeah. I haven't even tried to look it up. Let's see. Um... Spark short loop title. Um, yeah, look, there's a there's a on YouTube here. It says loop the making of loop documentary. Spark shorts picture. Oh damn. Um, so there are obviously. Um, let's see if there's any. Um, did you know it's on? Uh, I don't think so. It's about building bridges. Maybe it's like the loop, like they're tied together or they understand each other. Or, um, But I thought, yeah, it's quite maybe. hard to dissect the title. I think yeah, maybe it's... the title wasn't the best, wasn't the best thing. Was if you title. guys, if you guys have a, have a, if you guys Insight think you know into what, the title, what let us know. Yeah, just, yeah, give us a little chat. Um, um, so I like you this said, really... it deals with, autistic children and the sensory overload that is very easily brought upon them Mm -hmm. and i loved how it was on water like yeah so calming so relaxing it's probably why she likes to go 
mm -hmm. on the on the water so much because it's so calming, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I just thought it was a really good representation of of how um, autistic people of see someone them. on the autistic spectrum. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because you need to remember mm -hmm. that autism is is a, it's a spectrum. It's not um, not everyone that's autistic is going yeah. to it's uh, not have one the same thing. needs as Renee. Um, yeah. So you know, it's all about it's all about needs and and those needs being met. Um, I like that this had this film was the only one to be dedicated to someone. Um, it was dedicated to Adam Burke. Um, obviously had some. Oh, I haven't even been saying. Oh no, right, I did say on. the. Wasn't, no. This this is like I'm not saying like hang on something's wrong. Like I'm saying like, wasn't. I think wind, wind was like an un. No, it was float that was, um, it says, to to my son, almost at the end. Yeah. Um, which is a similar story, similar similar characters, but um, I think this one was the, the one to have the official dedication. Okay. Um, because he, he passed away. So, um, you know, we need to mention that, obviously. Yeah. But I thought this film did a really good job at um, just portraying it. But once again, one you wouldn't show mm. your children, I don't think. Um, or maybe you would. No. I would say... Yeah. I would say, like, it's, if your kids want to watch these, I would encourage it because they're not... You know, they're not bad. They're not, like... Bad is in the sense that they're too real, uh, if I that's mean, I the don't right know, words. I don't know why I said you wouldn't show your children because why, why wouldn't you show your children? Because maybe that would teach them about the experiences but then yeah. but then again it's just it's like these aren't that, like that, these the are cartoons and animation but they're not fun you no, know like they hold no, big meaning yeah absolutely but you know that's so, that's even my stigma of saying oh you wouldn't show this to your children saying oh hide away from you know disabled people shouldn't you shouldn't show your children that but you should which is should, yeah. which is a, a, a um theme and just float um you know you should be embracing uh people with disabilities yep. and people and with normalizing your own. everybody instead yeah, of just know. the stereotypical version of what a person should or shouldn't be yeah no that's that's what i meant as in like oh don't you know this wasn't one to like because it's not going to keep them as entertained as something or they're not going to laugh at it as much as they would at yeah. Burrow or, or you know any other one mm -hmm. I loved Marcus as a sidekick to Rene or like <laughs> a sidekick a sidekick well you know in the boat with Rene a companion a companion there we go a sidekick That's a nice word yeah um, he was very patient and I feel like I with a lot that, of these films yeah. I have like for for Nona I had um family is key for 20 something i had communication is key borough like cooperation for loop i had that patience was key yeah you just had to let renee do her thing or like have a moment underneath the and boat learn from her yeah exactly and like not try and force her out or force her to feel some kind of way mm -hmm. you, you know, know this is a very real portrayal of someone it's not it's not a glorified yeah. portrayal. It's not a sanded down portrayal. You know, this is real. Mm -hmm. So, um, but I thought that, that Marcus was really good at 
at, you know, because he obviously had that stigma at the start. He was like, oh, she doesn't talk. You know, because obviously this is an autistic yeah. person who's nonverbal. So we see that she's... And, yeah, you know, we saw Marcus learn about her and, and care for her, which was really, um, it was great to see. Yeah, it was. It really was. This was an amazing one. Mm-hmm. So what would you rate it then? I give it a 9 out of 10. So do I. 9 out of 10. Yes. Excellent. Yeah, and really the nice. animation style was also realistic, but a lot better than Nona yeah. looked. It was traditional Pixar style, I thought, and yeah, that was what uh-huh. it made it so good, was that look Related to it, had yeah. this a t- person who was autistic mm-hmm. in the traditional Pixar style, which was, which had even more impact for me than, say, like Burrow or, or yeah. like another experimental art style. You know, it was like Pixar branded. This is Renee. This is how she is. This is, you know, mm-hmm. who she is. We are proud of her and we accept her, mm-hmm. you know, so really like that. So what about wind? Wind was the one that took me the longest to figure out. Wind had the most interesting description on Disney Plus, I feel like. So because do you want to tell us the description? It was they said that it was a boy and his grandmother tried to get out of this dystopian world. Yeah, well I thought it was dyst- I read dystopian in it as well and I was like, "What?" Yeah. Um, um so what I want to start this off. What do you think this the message was? Let me see what I have. Teamwork, compromise, um, moving on, new horizons. So Did you get I, the same kind of thing? When I watched this, I was like, what? That made no sense at all. That means, And Millie was crying beside me. And I was like, what? What? And she said, it's obviously a metaphor for immigration. Oh, and, um, of course. Yeah, that's that's what I that's what I said because obviously it was about the granny doing so much, like do, you know, helping and showing how to build the rocket, and yep. you know, yep. so that he could move on that's and it. have the life that she wanted. Yeah, totally. I Which totally is, see that now. But it was so hard. Like I, th- I feel like what put me off from finding that message was the world. I didn't get enough information about how the world worked. And yeah. I thought that it was really... It was... Because obviously we see two worlds. We, we see two kind of dystopian worlds. We see one in Wind and we see one in Smash and Grab. And I understood the mm-hmm. one in Smash and Grab way better than I did in this. Yeah. It was very strange. Like, it was kind of like... There weren't enough rules. That, yeah, that's, that exactly. There weren't enough rules. And that's one there thing There weren't enough that limitations. Yeah. That's one thing that I heard in, you know, when I was talking about the Pixar minds, the the meeting that they have um, to to discuss the new films, you know, when I was talking about Inside mm-hmm. Out with Pete Doctor and stuff. Um, it, I think it was Andrew, no, it was Brad Bird that said, you need to have so many rules and so many, like, that you, you can't break. And we didn't know enough about the rules. Yeah, it was very under... We just were Under... expected to know exactly what was going on. Yeah, and it and was I like, feel... this is a cool concept, but, like, Didn't why? make sense that they were in a hole. Like, a, yeah, is, has like... the whole world been wiped out? What's going, like, what else is going on? Why is the, you know, it didn't, it didn't make sense. 
to me. They um, really didn't. And therefore, when I finished it, I was like, what the fuck was that? And as soon as Melly said immigration, I was like, oh, yes, obviously. I kind of I want to watch it again with that in mind. Yeah, uh-huh. Because I, I said Cause... to Melly, I said, well, I didn't get that. So, I, yeah, me neither. Like, I was so, um, you know, but she, she, I don't, I don't, I can't remember if Melly, like, I think she'd just got that from watching it. But I was so, but she said that, like, we were obviously watching these films to analyse them, whereas Millie was just sitting beside me, like, watching them. You know, she wasn't yeah. sitting... Because I was taking notes and scribbling exactly. about them and stuff. Um, and, oh, yeah. Do you, know what, do you know what I found a bit weird about this film? I thought, it's hard to plan... How have they planned all this without speaking? I know. I thought that maybe... I don't know. I mean, the, the, the no dialogue did work, but I was like... Also, why didn't the grandmother come with? Like, because they had a plan. But that's what I'm. That's where it comes from with immigration. Like she's, she knows she's old and she knows that she can't make it. Right. And and I think the plan was strap, like just strap her to the. You know. To the cable. To the rope and bring it up. Like it's not gonna. So it's a bit, a bit, yeah. Yeah. So you know. She knew that that was never going to work in the first mm-hmm. place, but it's about it's about you know the struggles that immigrants yeah. had to face so that a new generation could could move on, could thrive and prosper. Mm-hmm. Uh, loved how she let uh, like a picnic basket of bread like travel up with her. I thought they were potatoes. Or travel up. <laughs> some but sort no. of food. Bread bread makes more sense than potatoes. Yeah. Um. um. And I thought I, the, ama- the wind animation was amazing. Very much like Float. Mm-hmm, or Gets Going yeah. To Next. Um, yeah. And also the passage I, of time. Sorry to keep cutting you no, off. No, it's okay. I'm cutting you. Um, I'm buttoning. Passage of time when he's like bringing up the rope was like how far apart they were. Yeah. Like, And I guess that was like, you know, because most people but that wasn't immigrate well from America. Because we could see the top and the top, like the hole was quite big. So I thought, oh, it's not that far up to the top. And yeah, then but at the same pl- time, like, it's very like, because they're in a dark place, it can be very overexposed with the light. Yeah. So, and it's kind of like an optical illusion, like it could appear closer than it actually is. Yeah, well, that's Because you can yeah. see that he barely made it with all the, like, the jet stuff he had. Yeah, yeah. Um, I see. I wrote here before before Millie said anything about the the immigration stuff. I wrote no real story, just emotional excuse, just a Pixar going here cry. And I was like, oh no, Pixar. I, mean, I say what you want, but Pixar is is no stranger to emotional manipulation. No, no, not at all. No, I totally agree with that. Yeah. Um. So I can see where you're coming from there. But this was definitely the hardest to understand the message, I felt. Yeah, um, it was the most tense, I feel like. But or I the still, most, I, I think like there's the been a lot of um, articles written about it and the influence that it has. Um, but I, did, I didn't, well, I don't know, it just, it felt strange to me that it was like um, the, the granny and the boy. I, I mean, I know that, I'm, oh, I don't yeah. know, I just like, didn't understand enough about the world. That's really put me off. I didn't understand enough about it and mm-hmm. I would have never it got it. Was it maybe that the world was collapsing around them. But why would he want to get out then? Why would he want to get out if the world was collapsing around him? No, no, no. No, their world. So he had to get out and like go to another one. Like it was outside of their like... Oh, maybe. 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 
because um, you can see that there was no one else there and they were mm. very like it was very dead looking you know like wasteland how did they get in there in the first place though why would they go into a hole I have no idea exactly and then it's it's not even like everything on the outside has been destroyed like it's everything looks peaceful on the top of the earth so mm-hmm. you know, it just yeah. <sighs> they left more questions than answers yeah yeah definitely yeah definitely um but it did have a good ending and mm-hmm. the idea of making someone proud with moving on, like I said, and New Horizons, which kind of does like lend itself to the immigration theme. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I was halfway there. <laughs> what would you rate it then? Maybe a six, 6.5. I give it six. Yeah. Um, good. There was a good, good promise, but like too much. Too big a scope, I feel like, for the like limited runtime. Because, mm-hmm. like we saw with Nona, there was a like her mug was like number one grandmother, so we got instantly that she was a grandmother. Yeah. You know, and I didn't feel like the character is there wasn't character. enough establishment. Yeah. The the only exactly. establishment we got was when he was drawing the pictures, and it was the two of them together. Like, and he was obviously dead set on take. You know, that's only kind of, you know. Yeah, but at, at the same time, like, I know that it's metaphorical, like, she can't make the journey, but why couldn't they just make a rocket, like, big enough for two With, people? Yeah, I was like, that's, the, the it, like, there were so, so many easy ways, like, she could have laid down <laughs> in the middle, or, or yeah. I don't know, they needed, there needed to be more limitations. Um, yeah. It, yeah, so. Not my fave, nah. but still. It, oh, that was directed by... Edwin Wu-Yung Chan. Yes. And he said as well that, that it came from his own experiences with his grandmother. So. Oh, it did? Yes. Yeah. Okay, so let's move on to Float now. Float. What did you think of Float? I liked Float, and I thought it was really good. Like, the whole thing was, like, the more stigma you create, like, the worse... Something like, appears. Like, the, no, no, not even no, no, no. Like, like, uh, no stigma and judgment is learned. Like that wee boy yes. doesn't, doesn't have a like he's okay. He's just floating about. Like, yeah. yeah. Obviously, this is this is a, a metaphor for autism again, because um, mm-hmm. it was dedicated to his son who's autistic. Um. So, yeah, I mean, the, with the pointing and staring and stuff, that's a dad being scared of that and taking like. You know, it's, it's, he's creating it's, that stigma. Yes. And it's... And it, it, the baby couldn't care less. It's all the dad. Literally. Sorry, just when you said the baby. The baby. <laughs> um, but, like, the judgment is visualised by rocks that he's putting in the backpack. Mm-hmm. And, like, when he's putting that in, it's, like, putting more stigma and judgment on this little yeah. child. Who d- and the fact that he just, like, sinks to the floor when the rocks get put in his bag is just, like, so sad. Yeah. And it's the, like, influence that your parents and their, like, views on things have on you as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, totally. And I love the part when they're at the play area and there's a gate that separates them from the normal people. I thought you said, I thought you said there's a gay. A gay? And I was like, there's a gay? (laughs) Play, hunting. (laughs) Park it fierce. (laughs) Um, Yeah, like, when they're looking through the gate at the people playing in the park. That was yeah. really, that really got to me. Yeah. And also, the one spoken line in this film was like, 
why can't you just be normal was yeah, so the, powerful. That was the biggest like thing that I noticed was that um mm-hmm. apart from that it was really it was really, really powerful and really like like what is normal and the fact that he can like cause flying and floating is a positive thing, right? Like yeah. everyone's like, what's a super? Is and it, that just like um, emphasizes the fact that like you shouldn't be looking at people with disabilities as like being disabled. Like you should look at them as just tackling things in a different way. Exactly. You know, you shouldn't be going, oh my god, you know, because how can you go, oh, flying? He can float. That's such a bad thing. Like, like they're acting like it's terrible. Like, shouldn't they be going up to him and being like, oh wow? Mm-hmm. And it just like that juxtaposition is really strong and really comes through. Literally. You just have to be proud of who you are. Like, the opinions of the people around you don't matter at all. Because at the end of the film, they're, like, playing on a swing together. And the kid is flying around everybody else. And, like, it just it doesn't matter. There's no reason to be yeah. scared. He's a he's a child. You know? It's, it's ridiculous. Yeah. And, yeah. Again, the lighting. Was really, the lighting, yeah. I thought this yeah. was really powerful. It really, like, it really, like, it was very obvious what it was trying to say. Mm-hmm. Totally. Um, like, the dollhouse, feeling trapped. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just amazing. Like, all of these spark charts used light in such a dynamic way. And it is really, really good. Yeah, um, I, I liked how... I thought it was interesting how we saw, like, when he was first able to float, and then we, had, had, we kind of had a chime. We kind of had a time jump. And we saw, yeah. like, the dad was all, like, disheveled and, like, he let his yeah. hair grow out. And it was like, why are you Damn. thinking that this is a bad thing? Like, you know, it's... Yeah. And you can see how the hate can really, like, define who you are. Oh, you know? yeah. And be personified, yeah. Yeah. And define your life, basically. Yeah. Because he's... Pro- like, we're, we're led to assume that the curtains have been drawn for, like, years. Yeah, and yeah. he's scared to go outside every time he has to go outside. So he's been isolated with himself and the child, mm-hmm. um, which is just again fucking ridiculous. Shouldn't have had to happen. And also, like the people talking, like giving like death stares over to their house, like and you yeah. know they're fucking Karens, you know. Yeah. Like, stop! It's a it's a baby, so he floats. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so he floats so yeah. so what so, exactly you know so. we're all different and if we're not we're, if we're if not if you float so what so what if you float you'll float too <laughs> um yeah like come on everyone's different just because you can see this person's difference doesn't mean that he's any less of a person than you are you know do you yeah, get what sorry, I'm saying? It's just your, it's, yeah, no, I, no, I, I absolutely get what you're saying. I agree with you. It's just your, your face. You're, you do this like thing, <laughs> yeah. and you get really passionate, and you're like, just because you're different, <laughs> you destroy it. Oh, guys, I wish you could see how you look right now. I'm doing all the expressions I, that Anna does. I know. It's just it's so annoying. It's really annoying. Yeah, it's really, really <laughs> yeah. annoying. <laughs> Damn, we haven't played Fortnite in so long that I've I like know. forgotten how you're. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. This is this is my live apology. But Anna messaged me twice yesterday going <laughs> Fortnite, For, and Fortnite. I was like so like w- yesterday was a really bad day for me, and I was like, 
I was like, I couldn't bring myself to play Fortnite. And yeah. um, I felt so bad. It's okay. But like, I, I want to go off in a little Fortnite tangent here. So uh-huh. please skip to insert time here if you don't want to listen to this. Yeah. Fortnite, Fortnite has a, a, had... Fortnite has had a new update where they've added like these insanely OP weapons yeah. that come down in asteroids. And I hate them. I despise them. They make the game not good because it's just unbalanced as fuck. Yeah, because if you have one, like if it's 1v1, if you have one, it's like yeah. completely... Like, I remember yeah. winning with one of them when we were playing together and I was like... Yeah, we were like, that wasn't a real win. <laughs> it wasn't. I didn't no. feel like it was a real win. No, but the new so, season's coming soon, is it not? The seventh, the seventh or the seventeenth, I think. Seventeenth of the September, December, September. Yeah. yeah, which is good. But I still need mm. to get to level one hundred and sixty-four to get my my golden Sabina or whatever the the one skin that if I you want. keep patching my Fortnite my I've, Fortnite invitation. Right sounds like gonna happen. <laughs> okay, well, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, what would you rate float? Float. And an 8.5. I would say an, an 8.5 as well. I agree with yes. that. Yeah. Um, what was I going to say? Is there anything else I'd like to touch on that before we move on? Um, yeah, like, overall, some of the spark shorts, like, they have familiar undertones because with yeah. float and loop. And it's showing that some differences just aren't that different because a lot of people actually go through that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, yeah. all of these... All of these stories are about something like, like whether it be grief or, you know, social Loss. anxiety, yeah. disability, homosexuality, mm-hmm. you know, loneliness, starting Unlikely a new job. friendships. You know, yeah. You know, it's... Um, it all just, is very important, you know? Yeah. It's not, it's they're not writing stories about flowers and butterflies. No, no, and the rain's going to come. Cinderella. <laughs> Cinderella. She's as lovely as her That's name. Funny. Cinderella. Yeah. Like a picture okay. in a frame. <laughs> I'm sorry. Cinderella. <laughs> Cinderella, stop singing. Cinderella. My God. She's as lovely as her name, Cinderella. Like a picture in a frame. Please stop Sorry. doing that. <laughs> yeah, just just to because every time we start an episode, you're like you say to me, "Can you hear my voice through the mic?" And I I just don't know whether it's your mic or your headphones, but like I can now say for sure that it's coming through the mic this time. Yeah. <laughs> um, Good. Yeah. Cat Bill. So. I love Kit Bull. Kit Bull love is Kit the Bill. most. Uh, it was also nominated for an yeah. Academy Award. How the most could it not be? Spark short. Yeah, it's amazing. I think the one thing that stands makes it stands apart is the um, the art style and the character of the little cat, um, mm-hmm. because you know exactly who he is. I've, you know everything about these characters like after two minutes yeah. of meeting them and you get their personality you know he, he snuggles up Literally. he has his fish he's making his biscuits you know he's he's it's so so such good characterization and such good skill to animate a character like that so that you can like know who they are without any dialogue yeah. it's all in the body language all of it mm-hmm. yeah and that's what makes 
because I, when I make films, I tend to, I tend to like writing dialogue, maybe more yeah. than I, more than I should. But with this, it's like there's hardly any dialogue, and you know exactly what's going on most of the time.、Mm-hmm. Um, I thought the, the characters, like you said, were very well established very quickly, and they've both gone through their hardships, like. One of them is a stray cat. The other one is a dog that's been abused by its owner. You yeah, know, it's yeah. Millie and I both started bawling at the end when they're sitting with their new owners. Yeah, oh my、um, god, it's so nice. But ultimately, this is a story about unlikely friendships and accepting love after you've、mm-hmm. been hurt.、Mm-hmm. Yes, and accepting love in unlikely places. Yeah, like、mm-hmm. it's a cat and a dog. You would the stereotype is that they don't get along. Mm-hmm. And my shot of the week that we'll come to after we've done our films is in this film, and it just shows how how cute they are together and how how much of a nice pair they make. Yeah,、um, such a heartwarming story, and it really does go to show that appearance is not always reality. Like because at the end, the new owner、um, to the dog. And was like she took a step back Scared, when she saw, yeah. yeah, yeah, because it's a pit bull and it's also scarred, yeah, and and then she warmed up to to it, and that's what we should all do, you know. We shouldn't judge a book by its cover. Yeah, ran around his legs. It was so、oh、cute. Oh my god! Just, we went to a cat cafe. Over... <gasps> you went to a cat went cafe to, in Glasgow, and、uh, this oh cat... the purple cat cafe, yeah. Oh yeah, I've seen it on Instagram. And、um, there was this cat who just like rubbed rubbed itself against me, and I was just like, "Oh、Aww. my god, I'm gonna explode with cuteness!" It's so. You、nice. need to come to the one in Edinburgh, surely. Yeah,、good. I do. Um. Yeah, I just I just can't get over the characterization of the little cat. He was like just when he's jumping around and falling over and stuff. Yeah. The animation style is so good. It、it's、really so good is for、good. this film. Yeah. It's amazing. Where was it set? Do you know where it was set? I don't know. Because well, it was like very monotone color scheme for the most of it, until they、mm-hmm. got to the ending shot with the family. And again, contrasting lighting. And that made such a di- an impact, yeah. didn't it? What was it with the little dog and his like his bandana, as、yeah. well? Like my God. Yeah. Emotional ending. This was one I did get a bit. Tear, tearful. Yeah, because it's not—it's not necessarily the saddest of all of them, and it's not the one that handles the most,、um, like, serious topic、mm-hmm. out of all of them. But somehow you still feel so emotionally connected to them because because of the characterization. Yeah, and I just have a a spot for animal like cruelty. Meg. Yeah, like I really just don't. That is one thing that I will never like. I will. Because I remember in, in English, I went on a little rant about my talk about cruelty towards ducks and geese on foie gras. Foie, foie gras. Do you remember that in English? I don't think so. Was that in Mr. Butler's class? Yeah, I like had a、oh. like a ten minute talk about why you shouldn't eat foie gras in France because they like pump pump geese and ducks full of fat in like these factories. It's、Aww. it's like some of the stuff I looked up on that talk was disturbing as all hell, and like still lives with me to this day. Oh well, I guess we'll not be eating any foie gras when、Don't. we come over. <laughs> Do not. <laughs>、um, yeah, no. Yeah, so to see the dog lying like 
with scratches and scars and like his limp as well like oh no not this please it's when, but it's when little little kitty scratches him on the nose, and it's like, no, he was just trying to help. Like, yeah, he got you out of the 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 plastic yeah. rings. Like he's he saved you, and like mm-hmm. oh, so good. I can't even explain why it's so good. Like you know, because as I said, it's not the most serious topic in the world, but oh, it makes such an impact. It really does, and it just stays with you. That little cat. He's so adorable. And Do you it's prefer just the, the fact dog that or the cat? The cat. I'm sorry. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah. The cat. Um, but, like, the cat is so cute and, like, so small. But then, like, he has to put on an act with his, like, sticky-out fur. Like, to make yeah. himself look yeah, very scary. It's so it's so funny. Because yeah. this is the one that I was actually, like, laughing at. Like, Nelly and I were proper, like, openly laughing at. Because mm-hmm. it was funny. Yeah. Um also, again, the soundtrack, the tinkling music is really nice and really peaceful. Yeah. And so innocent. Because these these are just animals, you know? Like, they don't deserve any of the hardships that we're putting on them, you know? No, not like, at all. They deserve food. Why should we, like, show them out of, of you know, why would you, Why should we make them into foie gras? Exactly. I swear to God. Pop off, bitch. But it's really, it's really disturbing. Yeah. Um, yeah. And again, some people aren't as scary as they appear, like the cat and the dog, you know. And again, this film, these films really like to create a visual barrier. Like with this one, mm-hmm. it's the barbed wire. And with Flo, it's yeah. the, the grate at the playground. Yeah. And it's very symbolic of the host of the hostile relationship that they have at the start. Rather within than... them, within themselves as well. Yeah, exactly. You know, like it's, it's overcoming that barrier to love again, like you said at the start of our discussion. Yeah. Um, yeah. So this one what has a very rate? special place in my heart and I would give it like a, probably a, probably a nine, 9.5. Nah, this one gets a 10. Yeah. This is ten. It was really good. Definitely. I think is when you, you when you ch- say spark shorts, you think of Kitbull. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. For me, I think of say? I think of Kitbull and and out. I think. Yeah, me too. They're the two that I really think of. But now I will associate it with twenty something as well, because um, mm. it was the first. This one was the first time that I watched twenty something, but it's just so good. It's amazing. Mm. It, it like I've come to associate it like in the past two days yeah so So what about smash and grab what did you think probably my least favorite of the spark shorts yeah it's a bit weird isn't it Um, it it stands out um aesthetically and and like it's i don't know i didn't i didn't enjoy it as much as i did the other ones oh my god hang on i didn't um I didn't say the, the oh directors. Oh my god, Dave, who was Kitbull directed by? So Float was directed by oh. Bobby Alud-Rubo and Kitbull was directed by Rosanna Sullivan. Mm. And who is Smash and Grab directed by? Brian Larson. Mm. I'll pretend to know who that is. So one thing I want to ask you, is Smash and Grab set in the same universe as Wally? Because 
It these does give very big Wally vibes. It's it's the the little noises that they make. Yeah. This is the right way to use no those dialogue. kind of grunts and noises as, as yeah. dialogue. Because oh, Nona just didn't do it for me. Like it just didn't at all really mm. miss the mark when it came to the dialogue or the sound. Um, yeah. So yeah, it could be set in the same universe. Um, so I saw the kind of ropes that they were holding on to as the ropes, like as the the boundaries put on them or the expectations put on them by society. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, like, are they? Is um, it about being gay and then fleeing to a different place that allows you to be gay? Um, yeah, I think so. Maybe it's very like I'm. I, that's, with I mean, these films, there's like more than one meaning. To the metaphor. Yeah, there's so many ways to interpret it that there's not one yeah. right or wrong way. So, um, for me, it was like slavery. I got slavery vibes from it. Maybe not as serious as some slavery interpretations we've had in cinema past, but like definitely that whole like you're made to work, you were born to work, you're working. Like, yeah, yeah. Because they're very much defined by their work, and. You know? And their their physical appearances yeah. to work, like their physical mm-hmm. bodies are made to work. Exactly, and people are defined by way more than just what they do for a living. You know, we have yeah, our interests, absolutely. we have our the people we love, the people we like. You know, <laughs> the there's people so much we love and the people we just like. <laughs> <laughs> I just like you, Anna. Okay, well, I just like Robbie P. <laughs> For those of you, for those of you who How don't, dare you? Oh, for those of you who don't know, we are video chatting, and I can see Robbie P to the left of Neve all the time. He's always, P. yeah, he life size cardboard cutout of Robert Pattinson right there. Oh my god, don't I'm squish his head! Holding his head right now. <laughs> oh my god, rip Robbie P. Um, the one thing that I thought was really interesting about this, because it was realistic art style, right? But I thought mm-hmm. they they worked really well with the eye being a triangle. Yeah. I thought that was really they cool. They did have very dynamic facial expressions, I will say. Yeah, uh, which they needed to have because you can't give too much away with... Well, I mean, in in Wally, they mostly used his eyes to depict his emotion. Yeah. Because his eyes can move up and down. But, um, which is the same here, you know. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's. Uh, I thought that was really good. Yeah. Um, but I don't really have much else to say about it. Like, it was quite. It's a, a short very one. simplistic, um, yeah, message and yeah portrayal it definitely, of the message. Definitely, it was hardly the best out of a lot of them. No, I am. Um, the soundtrack was also a bit quiet. I feel like it could have had more impact. Like, future, could have had more futuristic elements added to it. Mm-hmm. Um, I just don't think the world was that well built. Like in wind as well. Mm-hmm. Like, if you're going to create this new world, it has to be, like, very easy to understand, but also eye-catching and, like, you know, it has to have meaning. Yeah, you know? absolutely. Like, why why are we in this dystopian future when we could be in the normal world, mm-hmm. you know? And for this, like, of course it's going to be, like, because, you know, it's robot empire, you know, but at the same mm-hmm. time, is that just, is that it? You know. Yeah, no, absolutely. I just, I don't know. I didn't get much from it. I hardly felt any emotional connection to it. Yeah, it's so. like it's like Wally and Eve, but like lower rate versions of them. Yeah, not even worse. Just like not good because Wally and Eve's not bad at mm-hmm. all in the slightest. Mm-hmm. So exactly. 
um, another friendship story, but I feel like Kit Bull is like beats us out of the park, hands down. Oh, in terms absolutely. of friendship. Also, could it be LGBT metaphor undertones? Because, Kettle. like, no, smash and grab. Yeah, oh, yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, definitely. Because, yeah. like, they're very masculine presenting robots, which is weird to no, say. Yeah, ab- no, very much so. Yeah, absolutely. No, I, I got that. I, I yeah. got that from it, definitely. And I, I felt like it was very cute how they were, like, connected to the same ball at the end. Like, yeah, yeah. They're in it together. And like yeah. their friendship is what got them out and is what they're having to live by. But God help them if they get into an argument. <laughs> well, um, and yeah. what would you rate it? Five. I'd give it four, 4.5. Yeah, this was not, not it, sis, sauce. And finally, let's talk about Pearl, Pearl. which was directed by Kristen Lester. Now, That's first thing I want one. to say... If I was a man, then I'd be the man. man. Yeah. That is exactly what this short film is. Did Taylor Swift plagiarize Pearl for her lyrics? (gasps) I'm suing her for 169 million on behalf of Pixar. (laughs) So I thought this was really fun. Yeah. Uh, This is my favorite one, by the way. Oh, really? Yeah. I really like the the feminism themes. Yeah. Yeah. it's It's about... It's a, it's. I liked the difference between the animation because Pearl had fewer uh, frames per second than all the human characters, mm. um, which was really effective. Um, and it represents what it's like to be a woman in male-dominated spaces. Exactly. And you go in, and it's like, and I, I'm starting thinking, why is she a ball of wool? Why is she a ball of wool? Why is she a ball of wool? But because that's basically the stereotype that women like knitted garments or like knitted things are made of wool because that's a very feminine thing like in the past yeah that but I also got from it that they needed to pick something that was completely out of the water because women like and that was Mm alien-esque and why on earth like with an animal you know talking animals we've seen them before but a talking ball of wool going into that's completely alien and they're yeah. treating her as such but is it because she's a woman or is it because she's a ball of wool we can't decide but it's not because she's a ball of wool because when she knits her suit they're like oh my god yeah you're the best so exactly. it must be because she's a woman yeah yeah I also loved how when they're in their meetings their like disaster chart was like her and then the success oh, chart was, was so also the outline clever. of her yeah, it was so clever. It was really, really, really yeah. good. Um, you know, there were so many um, good knitting puns as well. Unbelievable! Like, unbelievable! Um, <laughs> it just shows yeah. that, like, how you're, you're, um, you, you're only accepted if you're acting like, like how a man does. Mm-hmm. Um, but then it exactly. was really, it was such a plot twist at the end when another little ball of wool came in I know and Pearl took her under her wing and was like hey it's going to be okay like we're going to do this yeah. together you know and I loved how Pearl like ditched the the suit as well and yeah. went back to her authentic self because yeah. even though it was hilarious like she's now just like ooh no but you, know? you can't change yourself to fit in like you can't exactly you know so um, like she's just so isolated again 
She stands out with a bright pink, like, flamboyant look. Um, they also have, like, this message thread. Like, it just pings. Mm. Like, yeah. Yeah. And, I like, also thought this one was the, the funniest of them all. Yeah, it was. Um, by far, and, like, the least emotionally provocative. Yeah, but at, this, like, at the same time, it, I definitely had, like, subtext of oh, women yeah. in the workplace and, like, workplace... Workplace eth- etiquette. Uh huh. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, I just thought it was really fun. Um, and I think this is one of the first ones that came out because these these came out in phases on Disney Plus, and some mm-hmm. of them were put directly on YouTube. I remember, but this one was one of the first uh-huh. ones. I think it was this one, Smash and Grab, and Kit Bull were the first. Yeah, that's which sounds... I don't. Why would you put Smash and Grab there? Like. That doesn't yeah. those like one of Kimble them is not like the others. So... Yeah. Um I also loved how Pearl was a little bit a little bit longer than the other ones. I felt like it had time to establish her character because it didn't feel it was so like much it was more longer. dialogue. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. This was the one with the most dialogue, but it needed it, definitely. Definitely. Um Yeah, and the fact that the final shot is at the workplace and they're like um integrated with workmen and balls of wool was also really good. Yeah. I thought it was really, it was really amazing. Good. Yeah. Um acceptance is really all that matters until someone new walks in. You know, like Yeah. Pearl was like, I need to get in good with these guys because they are basically they're going to decide if I get promoted or not. And I have to act like them. I have to do this, do that. Well, when Lacey steps in, she becomes conflicted. And yeah. I'm so glad that she, like, sneaks out of the elevator and goes over to Lacey and, like, introduces her because that is the good thing to do. Yeah, and absolutely. It's putting a stop to the toxic masculinity in the workplace mm-hmm. as well. Because I don't know if you noticed, but all the men look the exact same. Yeah, yeah, it's so funny. It's yeah. so funny. Oh no, it was a, it was a really good one. It was a really mm-hmm. really good one. Um, and it it had a very clear message. Like it was, you knew it was going to be about feminism, like right off the yeah. bat. Mm-hmm. Such a good symbol um, for feminism as well in Pearl. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. she wasn't. She was sweet, but she wasn't sickeningly sweet like we talked about. No, no, not um, at all. Because we saw how she could like how she could man change. up. I feel like yeah. <laughs> I so I just loved how Sorry. I just loved how she was like so flat with her suit, like yeah. and just like waddling so, over yeah. like yeah. It was really guys. good. But I was I was like, how does she knit herself? That's so crazy. Yeah, that so, must have been sore. She have to rearrange her eyes. Maybe. Horror I don't film. I don't I don't Pearl, want to think the about making it. of Pearl unmasked. <laughs> so what would you rate this film? I'd give this one a nine point five. I'd give it an eight point five. Or no, maybe a nine. Nine. Nice. Well like I said, this one was my favourite one. And my favourite was definitely twenty something. because um, twenty something is like so ambiguous, the title itself, like it's so like Yeah. It could be anyone in their 20s. You know? Yeah. 
So what about shots of the week? Shots so of the week. Shots of the week is a wee bit different this time because instead yeah. of picking from the same film, we've got 10 films to choose from. So what was your yes. sh- what was your shot of the week? My shot of the week came from Kit Bull. It is when they go into the... Uh, the oh my God, the doghouse. Is that what it's called? Doghouse? Yeah, that yeah. That sound right. Yeah. Oh, well. And they're in the, the doghouse and... Um, the cat is like licking his his wounds. Yeah. I thought that was such a good like symbol of unity and like it was dark and it was like thunder and lightning outside and just like so cozy and so nice. And like I said, I have a thing for animals. And to have actual animals on screen, like not humans and animals. Yeah, that was nice. Animals yeah. personified as humans. Yeah. Like um yeah, like we've seen many, many times before, was really nice, and they really did get the cat character and the dog character spot on with like their, their movements and characteristics. So, that was my shot of the week. Oh, nice. Well, my shot of the week—you've actually already mentioned it—was in Twenty Something, where Gia's come out the bathroom stall and she's looking in the mirror, and it's all the three of them. Yeah, like, we a, we first we see her first in her adult form and then she's made up that just was so that just like sometimes I see things that are like it's kind of like when I watch Inside Out and like you see all the emotions personified like strangely enough even though that's a kids film I know like when I'm feeling certain things I'm like oh that's anger up in my head or that and it kind of helps you even like no matter how old you are it still is nice Mm -hmm. to have a personification and it's good to have something to call back on like yeah yeah but I really um I really enjoyed that that shot from from twenty uh, something. That definitely had the biggest impact really on me. Nice. Mm-hmm. Definitely, I I knew, like as soon as soon as you said that your shot of the week came from twenty something, I was like, I know exactly what this is going to be. Yippee! Okay, so I, I think, think that so. is us is covered that... all the spark shorts. Oh my gee, what a what a marathon! I know we have really pushed through. Damn. Yeah. What so, did you guys you so at home much. think of the Spark Shorts? Yeah, let us know did your you favorite one, them? your shot of the yes. week. Let us know. You can find us on Instagram yeah. at LTFB Podcast on TikTok at the same handle and at you can email us at yeah LTFB Podcast at gmail dot com. Yes, you Woo-hoo. got it. We'll see you there. Um. So. For you guys, this episode will be like normal. There'll be an episode right after this next week. But for us, this is our last episode we're recording for two and a half weeks, which yeah. is so strange to think that. Because be I no need podcast. to go to Paris now. Yeah, and the next Woo-hoo. episode is going to be recorded when you're in Paris. I know. So I think I think you're going to have one. Ep- I think this is the one episode you'll hear when I'm actually in Paris. And so, hello from Paris, I guess. Yeah. Um, the previous episode I think I will just be in the UK but um, when yeah. I'm in when, I, when you hear this I will definitely be in Paris so um, bonjour bonjour. Um, bonjour so for us this feels like a mid-season finale on Let's Talk Film yes absolutely it does we've had a so... little bit of a longer episode for you guys we're at two yes, hours two enjoy. and a half hours so far <laughs> so far so far um so yes what about when we are in paris what uh, well when i'm in paris what film are we going to watch what's the first film so 
next week's film is Joker. I believe it's Joker. It is Joker. I've yeah. already started watching it. Oh my god, you are on it. <laughs> I wanted to get a head start. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, so Joker will be our film of the pod for next week. And our picks of the week. What is our picks of the week going to be, you may ask? Well, here we are with them. You walked right into it. You're getting enchanted. Enchanted, yeah. Oh my god. These, these <gasps> picks so of the week excited. come so out of nowhere. I just... I don't know what to say. I'm so surprised. <laughs> so, do you have anything to say for Enchanted? Um, little... My mum bought me this DVD when I was really young, and it's a film that we always watched together. So, there's a sequel coming out as well. I think it's directed to Disney oh, wow. Plus sequel. So, um, I'm definitely going to be watching that. It's been so long. Everyone in the Disney community loves Enchanted and has been asking for a sequel for years. So yes. I'm so excited. It has Amy Adams and Patrick Dempsey in it. Patrick Dempsey's so hot and he's so fit. So, yeah. Goodness. Yes. So my pick of the week is a little bit of a cry fest. I'm not going to lie. You may no. cry. Oh, I'm sorry. Anna. But this film, I watched it again in first year in my little room. I actually cried at this film. Like, I actually, like, started crying. So... If I cry, then you're definitely going to cry. Just going to say that. It is called Clouds. Have you seen it before? Oh, I'm going to cry. You told me you watched it, yeah. Yeah, it I is. I haven't seen it. A beautiful film. And because of the age of the kid, of the boy, just, oh my God, it is soul crushing. Like. Yippee! Time to get my soul crushed. Yippee! <laughs> But it's a good film because it shows that even though you're like met with this like literally life ending situation, you can still find the happy moments. And you know he literally like he doesn't cry because it's ending, he's crying because Well, he is crying. Anyway <laughs> This is a very bad it's just it's he It's good. It's good. And he has a very good mentality towards it. And it's based on a, on a true story, which is also... That makes it worse. Very Aww. sad. Um, so. Well, I'm very excited to watch that. Yeah, it's, it's really good. And I'm excited to see what you think of it. Woohoo. Woohoo. So the next time I speak to you, I will be in Paris. Well, maybe. Maybe for the podcast, yes, but I assume we're... Yeah, no, for the, for the podcast... <laughs> the podcast that's what I'm like when I said it was speaking to you I meant speaking to our audience oh you special plural. shout out to Connor yeah oh my god I was gonna give you a special shout out yes listen yesterday listen Connor listen Connor I have a bone to pick with you I saw your comment on Anna's recent post fave best podcast host ever where's my oh my god best podcast host ever where's I'm just so charismatic, you know. Well, like I was, I was truly offended. I was like, I, "What?" Thanks, the fuck? Connor. <laughs> we see you, Connor. We see you. Connor is we our support, one listener. We salute you. <laughs> well, I mean, he's not our only Hardly. listener. I know, I know you listen to our podcast as well, <laughs> and I know you listen to it. So that's three in total. Yippee! And the editing, sweet, yeah, I do. <laughs> 
So shall we say goodbye for now? Yes. At goodbye. two minutes, two, two minutes, at two hours two thirty-three seconds. Two hours thirty-three minutes, forty-three, forty-four, forty-five seconds. Oh my god. Because it'll be yes. less for you guys, obviously. Like two hours. To cut two, out, two hours. Cut out all the times I've yawned. Okay. And Whoops. on that note, <laughs> we are saying goodbye. So this See is See you in Paris, bitches. Signing off. Neve signing off. Scottish Neve signing off. Bon voyage. Merci. Bon voyage. Bye.